Yo, what's going on, everyone? We are back again. Another Wrestle Purist podcast. We are here. We're going to be reviewing AEW Dynamo, which was a very interesting episode last night. And uh, also, Edge has revealed that this Friday will be the last match on his current WWE contract. So, uh, got a lot of talk about that as well. And a few other things that we're going to get into. But first things first, please like, subscribe. Super chat if you're feeling generous. Always uh, turn on our post notifications. And uh, yeah, hope everyone's doing well. Starting with my fellow co-host, Joe Hulbert. How are you doing today, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm good. A nice, quiet, uneventful edition of Dynamite for us to kind of rattle through here. Shouldn't take too long. Uh, nothing particularly newsworthy or noteworthy that's caused any debate. So I'm excited. Can I just, you know, smooth sailing then we talk about Edge for a couple of hours. That's my intention. I hope Pretty everyone good, is well it? and I'm, I'm glad to be here, mate. He's all right, yeah. Oh. Yeah, he's good. good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, Charlie, mm-hmm. the designer of the All In yes. It Wrestle Fury shirt. Oh, Go get it now on our. <laughs> and he's only just noticed, even though he's seen me on screen for the past 10 oh, minutes. Dude. But it is here. All In It. All it In sure is, is next weekend. Specially designed by Charlie. The merch store is now open. Um, mm-hmm. I should probably put the link in the description, but it's on our Twitter page. Mm-hmm. Go over there, check it out, see if you find something that you like. But, Charlie. Yes. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Had a pretty chill. Had a pretty chill week, to be fair. Got my nails redone, so I don't feel so fucking useless without them anymore. But yeah, <laughs> excited to talk about dynamite. Maybe it's going to no, be I'm interesting. Sure you I'm sure we are. Absolutely we all are. Hyped to talk to talk about Edge. Love that. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Manny, Manny the Hooper. How has your week been, mate? Fine. Gotta talk about some bullshit, I guess, but it's fine. <laughs> well, hold on, man. You can't you start this off hot, you know. I mean, I'm excited to talk about Edge, though. Yeah, man. Not a bad start. Not a bad start. But you know what, man? We're gonna we're gonna dive into it straight away. AEW Dynamite last night, fight for the folder. Um, some money was raised for good causes. And a very, very nice gesture by the big man TK. But it was, in terms of content, a very <laughs> Charlie's dog. Is, is, is that what I'm hearing? Anyway, AW Don Mark fought for the Fallen. Very, very interesting episode, depending on how you're looking at it. Um, Manny the Hooper, you didn't sound very happy with it. Um, where do you want to start? You know, he was implying that you was getting trolled. You know, you've you've made some wild suggestions. You know, you you was not happy with what you saw last night. Yeah, I, know. I, I don't even know where to start with this show. I mean, like everything to me kind of sucked. Besides the JR thing, which it sucked too, but it was just fu- it just felt funny. You know, it's like a funny kind of suck. Um, oh, a man. funny kind of sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't know where you guys want to start. I mean, let's see. The orange match was all right. Fucking stupid ass finish too. You don't even know where they're gonna go with orange, and like they, they're doing all these finishes for him, like just to get out a win with like no direction whatsoever. You know, you you could have thought Yuta or Swerve could have beaten him for the title, and they just keep going in directless, direct, directionless circle with him. Um, that stupid chainsaw match, bro. Um, I did take. I, I did take. Manny? I don't know. He was fired up in the okay. moment, and then oh, I think it settled okay. in. Okay, Manny, keep going. My bad. You you know what? 
No, you know what? Let's start with MJF and Adam Cole. Okay. 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 Oh, you want me to start off with it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I, I'm all cool with seeing MJF and Adam Cole interact and everything and all that shit, but man, I don't want to see them motherfuckers back to back to back taking up 30 minutes of my time, bro. They're spread out throughout the show. I felt like yesterday everything was so forced into one segment and like everybody was just like, because everybody's been complaining about the build to this show, and I feel like they had to like force everything in like weeks of TV that should have been happening. They decided to just do it in one week, knocking it out of the way. And like, and like, I get Adam Cole and MJF for like the the hottest thing going on in this company, but there's no way that they should be like like take up whole TV time. You should be able to spread that up and build to it instead of just having it one time congesting a whole show and just feeling it like it drags. And I've I've been getting that kind of vibe from AEW for a while, and like I don't know, it's just kind of pissing me off. I just want to see my my work rate shit again. I mean, that's all I want to see. Yeah, they did do they did cram quite a lot of MJF Adam Cole kind of all at once, you know, last night. Um, that's kind of been one of their strong points in the build to Wembley Stadium. Though you know, it's like the MJF and Adam Cole, but he's kind of like last night. Even though I did like the. Um, I think they could have probably just got away with doing the in-ring promo, you know? Yeah. What do you think, Joe? I don't know. I think they like it from a TV perspective as it being, like, the lead-in. Like, now you know what's coming up next. You know, they give you the, the comedy skit, and then it's like, stay with us till after the break because they're going to be here live. I have never – the skits are not really my my thing by any means. I don't particularly like the way they're produced. I, I also, you know, I think the live segments have got so much better that it's kind of I, – I don't wouldn't miss them by any means, but I think they like it for that reason because it's kind of like a, you know, like a sort of bat signal to the audience. They're here now and they arrive afterwards. So, I mean, that's the the fault behind it. But I will say, I mean, I know it wasn't Manny's intention, but I think he kind of started off at one of the show's stronger segments because I thought the live segment was great. Um, MJF really did a terrific job of his promo in particular, right? He kind of – encapsulated and embodied the importance of this event i thought really well so i i really like the live segment the skits are not for me that is what he is but uh i thought this was probably the best thing on the show to be honest i don't know if that's a hot take or not i haven't seen a lot of it but a lot of the debate i should say but what do you reckon i'm pretty uh, sure it's the best thing yeah it probably was to be yeah. honest well, i wouldn't assume it was too much of a too much of a hot take to be honest because you know it was it was good like the, mm-hmm. the live in-ring promo you know and uh they managed to get fired up, but in a way that, um, you know, it kind of suits that they're on the right. same page still, you know. Yeah. It wasn't, um, I don't know, I can't, I can't quite find the words they've, I'm looking for. They've yeah. navigated it well in the sense that they haven't lost the friendship thread that people like and enjoy, but they yeah. still got serious and carp around about what well, the belt matters, right, I think is the, is the point. And that is hard to do, and I think they've done a good job of it. Because I remember when we first were talking about ideas for this, and it came up like, what if they do a babyface deal where they're still friends? All of us were kind of like that could work, but that would take some take some skill. And I think they've done it so far, so credit yeah. to them. Yeah, they've done a, a pretty good job of it. A pretty good job of it. Um, been getting a lot of attention. Uh, Charlie, MJF is kind of you know he's kind of won you over in recent weeks, really. But what do you think of the build to this All In Main event? I think the build's been really good. Like it's been like one of the best parts of Dynamite each week. I'm good off the video packages now. Like, I enjoyed the first couple, but they're just getting more and more ridiculous, which I guess is, like, kind of the point of them. But I don't know. I, I, I don't personally need them. But if it pops people, it pops people. It's whatever. Um, I really like this segment. 
but this, it kind of surprised me that this wasn't the sort of segment they did for the go home show like it feels like the match should be next week now but we still have another dynamite in between so i don't really know if they can do another promo segment that would feel different enough next week on dynamite to warrant like mm. there being another dynamite in between the shows i don't know but i did i thought it was really good i thought they knocked out of the park again the the live promos have been awesome yeah it's um i think they've done a pretty good job with it you know there's also kind of like the big question mark hanging over hanging over the main event like it isn't a foregone mm-hmm. conclusion which is always good for like a big mm-hmm. title matchup especially when you're going into such a big show it's definitely one of the I'd say it's one of the pros, although it has came with some fair value frustrations with it as well. Some of which, which money, uh, money definitely highlighted. <laughs> but yeah, we got to talk about this chainsaw match, man. Let's just let's just let's just get it out of the way, you know. <laughs> let's just get it out of the way. The oh. Texas chainsaw, Texas chainsaw massacre death match. Jeff Jarrett versus Jeff Hardy. Um, a very scary graphic when we first saw it last week, and I think it very much lived up to its expectations. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck was going on, man? Um, I think we, it's best that we all, you know... Uh, Manny, what the fuck was this, mate? Some shit, bro. I don't know. I, I texted I text Monty uh, yesterday. I logged back on Twitter just to text him that ruled. He's like, I just... And I, like, I just, like, lifted like that, and then, like, it ruled because how bad it sucked, bro. I can't believe that they let that on TV. And I know it was for a good cause and all that, but there's no way I would let that happen on my TV, bro. Like, it was just as bad to me as when The Miz had that zombie match or whatever. It was very much their version, wasn't it? Yeah. You know? And he came out and, like, the Chainsaw Master came out with his stupid chainsaw and was following people around and... I don't even know. I don't even know how to describe the match because you couldn't really see any of it happen. It was just in a dark horror. The red lighting. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, I don't even know. The it the was... backstage stuff just made me laugh so much that I like kind of enjoyed it. But when they got out to the ring, man, like it just I don't know what happened. <laughs> it was just <laughs> I don't Oh. Good for them for raising money for charity. That's my takeaway here. That's why I feel bad, like, yeah. shitting on it, but, man, fuck, man. I, oh, I no, the match was shit. bad. I don't care about shitting on the match, but they raised money for charities, so it is what it is. And I, couldn't, I couldn't even tell who was who when they were fighting. I was like, <laughs> who's who? I was like, who's attacking? Bro, it was so oh. horrible. I, I can't stand that shit. It really was, like, um, one of the low moments, you know, when, when we look back at AEW, you know. it's um, I died and I died. <laughs> I don't know about all that, but you know, it was um, it was it was tough. You know, it felt it kind of felt like it was going on forever at parts as well. You know, mm-hmm. uh, over here in the UK, we get all the picture and picture, and there's kind of oh, just yes. this poorly lit, poorly shot, scrambling around, just <laughs> skits. Like I don't know what it was. Um, I don't know. This is this is one of the fucking this is this was one of the worst things I've seen on TV in a minute. You know, you still <laughs> on TV. Yeah. it's not just wrestling, bro. It's on TV. Um, mm. Joe, where does this rank in the all-time terrible AEW TV segments and matches? 
It's got to be top four of ten. It's it feels like it. it has to be just on content. The one thing I, I would say about it that could protect it from the very top is it was like at least self-aware and knew it was dumb. Which there's something to be said for that, right? Like, for example, if we're going to do a direct comparison, both of these things are bad before I go any further. But like, you know, the pitch black match they reviewed. <laughs> I remember talking to you afterwards one, and I was like. They kind of took it seriously, man. That's like the worst thing you can do. You know, they kind of just had a match in in that. At least with this, they were like aware it was schlock. Um, I don't know if I can praise it much beyond that. I will say I had a very different experience to Charlie because my experience was legitimately the stuff backstage in this match has scarred me in some way. I feel I feel damaged by it. Picture in picture with Taz trying to explain what's going on and not actually know him because he was so confused. Once they got to the ring, it got into like it bordered on so bad it's good for me because it was still it, it was still like messy and guys kept falling down and there's what I will say, my most sincere praise I can give this is the Leatherface portrayal was very fitting, very good. Mm-hmm. There were some nice nods. Man, I don't know if you're a big Texas chainsaw mask. You know, you're a Halloween that, guy. Yeah. No, I know. I heard the chainsaw mask was real and it's from Texas. And I said, fuck it. I'm not going to watch that shit, man. I got to, sometimes I got to drive on these country roads and I'm not ready for something. <laughs> well, fans of the film, there were some, there was some cool stuff in there. If you're a fan of the, of the movies, which means absolutely nothing to say. This match was very, very bad. Um, I want to stress again, if you've not seen the picture in picture portion of this match, go out your way to just experience the commentary call. Like, it's like some of the yeah. stuff, like when Sanjay comes in, and they just sit in absolute silence because I don't know what's going on. It was an incredible oh. time, folks. Incredible time. What experience. I, I will say, man, after after the show, I was just thinking to myself in my dark room, just like, man, I let AEW get away with so much shit because when when I was watching NXT and AEW back-to-back and they did that four-way, six-minute six Iron Man match, I said, I'm done with this fucking company, and I stopped watching NXT. And then, you know, every, every week, man, AEW just keeps testing me and all that. Testing, 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 indeed. It was, um, it was awful, bro. It was, it was really it was, bad. Yeah. It was really, really bad. Um, quite embarrassing, really. You know, it's what is it with these sponsored matches, bro? It's like, why do they have to? It's like, why do they have to be bad? Like, why can't they just? Yeah. Well, they. they Only one I can remember that's good was like the Brian Garcia one yeah. from last year. The Slim Jim Battle Royal. It feels like they could have done <laughs> all like, the I mean, I don't know what the sponsor wanted. Maybe they wanted Jeff Hardy, but like, it feels like they could have just done an actual death match and people would have really fucked with it. But then again, there was Leatherface involved. And well, I gotta be completely frank, folks. I mean, when this ended, I was like, I'm only looking at that video game. <laughs> so I guess it worked on some level. God bless. <laughs> I, got, I, Jeff was this, I was watching this segment thinking, I. This game must be awesome because they've they've done a lot for this here. You know, this is a real investment. Jeff Hardy, Jeff Hardy selling like Leatherface coming down to the ring with the chainsaw, just like looking, just stopped in his tracks. You know, (laughs) Karen Jarrett just slides out the ring. You know, (laughs) Karen Karen was she was trying her best, mate. The whole picture and picture, she was yelling, "I want to go home." (laughs) She's screaming. She was. She give it everything. You, you got to respect the effort on some level. Yeah, I, I, I want to know who was under the leather face mask. I want to know who did it. Yeah. Brandon Cutler. <laughs> no, I'm gonna say, man, that wasn't Jeffrey Nero Hardy out there, man. That was Jeff Hardy. He looked fucking badass when he came out, and he had the match, the face paint, and uh, that was peak for me. And then you know, 
I wish that was I wish that was a toy coming out, but knowing AEW, that's not gonna come out for a long time. Mm. It's very much a um so bad. No, so, so, okay, like a lot of people it was very much uh it was so bad it was fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Which like, yeah. But like I guess I if you live face part was, I'll, I'll admit that I did. Because mm-hmm. yeah, that's like just... so obscene, you know. Yeah. Backstage part I did not think it was very fun. I found it to be <laughs> Anything but fun, quite honestly. Sat and I'm toyed up. <laughs> that was funny. That was that fun. That was an incredible visual. He killed Jeff Hardy with that joke. What about when poor Jeff tried for a kick to, to Jarrett's face and just literally booted him in the drum and fell down while he was doing it because it was, it was all slippery backstage? <laughs> yeah, slime and shit, man. Yeah. I'm kind of mad that we don't Fake see the sun and wrestle. Yeah, Karen, Jarrett, Karen Jarrett's got these weapons or whatever the fuck she's got, and she's trying to like she's trying to give people <laughs> the leaks and everything, and, pe- and people are just they're not selling it because they don't know what's yeah. going on. It was yeah. oh, it was really yeah. bad. She hit know? she hit Jeff, and Jeff no sold it, and then looked at her and realized <laughs> she did something, and then he went like that and grabbed his back. The funniest part was after all of this, in the end, they still had to find the time to do the sequence where everyone hits their move. You know, like ego came in and did a power move. Everyone poses for himself. Like, even in this match, you gotta get your shit in, brother. That's the way the game works. Go respect it. <laughs> Incredible. It's One more, ins- honestly, else. probably the most insane thing they've ever put on TV. Legitimately. Yes. But yeah. uh, you know, uh, that Cody Wayne was pretty crazy too. But that was crazy in like execution, right? Because for some reason, mm-hmm. Paul wouldn't just make up a number. In theory, that was like you know whatever. But this was. Unhinged in every which way, but thank you. Yeah, this was like, this was like real wrestle crap, you know. This was like, insane. This yeah, there's <laughs> <laughs> Cody doing away in poor, poor, poor White, just not, <laughs> just not, me. just not going. You know, he couldn't, he couldn't call it in the ring that night. You know, the, the dark order, <laughs> yeah. uh, the dark order punches that. Uh, I guess there hasn't been that many cringe stuff. I mean, I, I consider the MJF, you sure, uh, Jer- Jericho dance thing cringe. Uh, and that got over though, so at least didn't, you know. Uh, my, was... household. <laughs> 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 my household. Master um, Hooper did not enjoy it. Did not. Um, Master the Hooper, that rules. <laughs> Alright, let's um I'm in some super chat real quick. Uh Pretty Patel. Ten dollars. <laughs> Joe, I promise not to stay too long, but a man named Philip of Brockington reached out to me inquiring about relocating certain undesirables from his wrestling show to Rwanda. Do you know this man? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Karan, appreciate your 400 rupees. Uh, great first half and a catastrophic second half of Dynamite. Books versus Guns was a weird choice for a main event. FTR versus Books, never know how to build lol. Will be a classic though. Yeah. Maybe. If the if the build doesn't do too much else, you know, it's like they've had three matches and all of the builds have been, you know. So uh, there could be some room for him to do a real storyline. I think I seen you mention this earlier on, Joe. Yes, absolutely. I, I think it would be and I get they're advertising it as the rubber match and it's supposed to be the decider, but to me they've never had a real program. Like this should be the start of something to me. Um I think the winning team should cheat to win and then we we get rolling with a real feud, to me anyway. Um, we'll yeah. get into that some more as we get into the Bucks match, but that'd be my suggestion personally. Or you could do the other deal where 
whoever win, whoever loses clean then turns afterwards because you know they want it to be the greatest team or whatever the deal is. So something yeah. like that, I would suggest. Yeah, um, I'd be. I think that's what that's what that's what fans really want. You know, like the matches are great. Don't get me wrong. One of the main reasons why I haven't not completely had a meltdown on Twitter like a lot of um like a lot of friends of mine <laughs> have about this all in build, you know, because I'm getting I'm getting books versus FTR, I'm probably getting some Mojo versus Sam Punk, you know what? I'm I'm happy, you know. Uh but if I was being objective, you know, the build has been uh you know not good. Not good, you know. It's very much a uh, is this the best you've got kind of thing. And like when you look at when you look at like AEW all in at Wembley Stadium, over eighty thousand people there. It is meant to be the best you've got, you know. Like, is this the best you've got? And you look at the card, and it's like it's the matches that have been announced so far. There's two singles matches so far, you know. It's uh, CM Punk versus Mojo soon to be announced, you'd assume. Um, but yeah, and it's not to say that singles matches automatically equal greater pay per views, but I think it's kind of a it goes to show kind of how the storytelling and build has gone where there isn't kind of these like direct feuds happening, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah. like you can just kind of throw these matches together, even though the personnel in said matches are great because they've got a great talent roster, you know? And uh you know, I'm kind of rambling on, but no, I get it. We'll I definitely get on we'll definitely yeah, we'll get, get into, into it a bit more. Hundred yeah. percent. Mm-hmm. Um Darren Walker, ten pounds. Appreciate you as always. Forget the bloodline. What Double J and Jeff Hardy gave us was real cinema. Double J and new champion. <laughs> that fucking belt, man. It didn't even look like Leatherface, bro. Look like Michael Myers. Again, I have to draw the belt was awesome. I'm sorry, folks. I, I have my limits. That was incredible. The belt, the belt being rested on his shoulder as he staggers out. And... I don't know, man. That's pretty good. Bro, I, I looked at that belt a few times and said, "That's not Michael Myers. That's that's like that's Michael Myers. That's not Leatherface." Like, yeah. And then like, and I was so confused because like I was watching it like from my computer from like my bed, and like I see the ref holding a belt, and I said, "Is that a belt? What is he holding a belt for?" And then like until you finally see it at the end, I say, "Bro, I can't believe that's what they have for this thing, bro." It's, <laughs> What does Jeff Jarrett do with it? He just hangs in his office. I hope he's gonna lose it to Grey Doe. <laughs> <laughs> that actually would be awesome. Imagine Grey Doe being like, the thing I want most is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> Bell. Now takes it onto the radio talk sports show, you know. Yeah. Like a real champ. The most wow. prestigious prize in sports. <laughs> you know. <laughs> sports bill. Oh man, what a mess. Um Moises Caicedo, uh, my guy, $20. Monty, don't share this with the broke Merseyside boys on Don't Go Alive. <laughs> I won't. Don't worry about it, brother. Um, sad Roddy Strong. <laughs> poor Roddy, man. Poor, poor Roddy. Fucking, you see when he kicked the tire yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> They're fucking He's cooking so him, man. Funny. You know, he is. Holbert was right again. He's very good at calling out when, you know, a wrestler is a... It's a rib, you know? It's not the mm. rib in him. Always assume it's a rib in wrestling. Wrestling's weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, last night, you know. Last night was a rib, you know. Apparently Five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Let's compose ourselves. Myself. If I want to watch Roddy wrestle on the Indies, bro, I would do it. I want to watch him on AEW. 
Let the man wrestle. Let him put his tiny boots on and you know, go kick some ass. <laughs> my neck still hurts. I lost my friend. I think I broke my foot. And Leatherface chased me out of the arena. Where did my life go wrong? I don't know, Roddy. I don't know. We all thought that this would be, you know, greener grass, you know, mm-hmm. brighter days for the Roddy Strong faithful. But so far, you know, we're still waiting. You know, hopefully it all comes together after Wembley or shortly after Wembley. And I don't know, brother. Uh, Dunmaz, $5. Selling out Wembley, getting 100k for a sponsored death match that went to charity, the new Leatherface champion. What can Jeff, what can Jeff Jarrett not do? Hmm. Hey, you know, he's... Uh... <laughs> oh, man. He did have a lot of go. He did have a lot of shots at those tag titles. Uh, Reese James, five dollars, my guy. Uh, Roddy, you're not gonna believe this. After I saw you get hurt, I kicked my table and tore my hamstring. Hey, man. That was Dark personal. days, very personal. You know, quite spiteful. Uh, it was. It was. Uh, Jacob Donnelly, five dollars. Do you think CM Punk has never faced banned from collision? Hundred yes. dangerous worker. Dangerous worker. Well, he's a horror yeah, fan. He might have him around. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's gimmick, needs weapons to go over, bro. Can't have that. Oh, he, he'd walk out. Oh yeah, <laughs> he'd walk out. <laughs> <laughs> if Tony can't to him, was <laughs> like this one. You know, we got hundred k. You know, I mean, we're doing this thing for the fall, and you know, and so this is this is where I'm gonna have to put this match, and it's gonna take mm-hmm. up 15, 20 minutes of your show, and um. You know, you're going to have to book around it because I'm the boss. CM <laughs> Punk has left AEW like, <laughs> the next headline. Oh, man. What a fucking show, you know. What a, what a wonderful oh. company. <laughs> what, yeah. what, what, what a great company. Oh, man. Brain Buster 499. Joe, I played the game. It rules. Two, Daniel Garcia is going to be one of the Blackpool Combat Club's partners, right? Yeah, it'd be nice because I would like to see him at Wembley yeah. Stadium. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, be a good but shot. yeah, um, I believe he's been doing hints on Twitter, but you know, I don't know if he's been tweeting and deleting like he always does, but um, I'd be happy with it. Mm-hmm. Ben, 199, don't go live Tuesdays, absolutely. And, um, if you if you went to the merch store and you was hoping and praying to see a Dungai Live logo T-shirt, then hopefully you will be in luck in like the next week or so. So, yeah, man. Shout out Dungai Live. Another shout out for Dungai Live from O'Shea. Uh, appreciate it with the one ninety nine. Yeah, man. Shout out Dungai Live every Tuesday seven thirty p.m. Eastern, covering international wrestling because they can do it much better than we can. Uh, Trust the process, 34, 499. Appreciate you. Build is not good. Monty, how dare you criticize CK in the booking? Don't you know? You're not allowed to criticize AW, otherwise, you're not a true fan. Oh, no. Well, <laughs> we're I'll have to, uh, I'll have to hand back my badge, you know. <laughs> <I ain't> tr- <laughs> true fan of AW. <laughs> uh, oh, you like, I'm gonna have to, listen, have you not? <laughs> I'm riffing, man, you know. <laughs> All in it, you know. But yeah, like I said, selfishly, subjectively, I think the build has been, um, you know, I don't really care because I'm getting two matches that I really want. Like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm yeah. not my top five fantasy booking matches. 
I'm getting two of them. So it's like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> whatever, do what you want. But, you know, if I'm trying to be objective and, like, review and critique or whatever, then, like, there's a lot of holes in the build and the actual card itself. Yes. So, um, Codeman's left hand, 499. Uh, O'Shea Jackson is a D-list actor and a tribalistic Mark Lowe. Oh, hold on. That's, that's quite spiteful. You know? Monty, you just, spiteful, like, man. you just did the thing like an anchorman where you read something you're not supposed to and just now they can clip it. All-time great. All-time great bit. <laughs> just the process, 34499. TK Size Wrestling gives us an alternative and you guys have the nerve to criticize. Disgraceful. Everything is perfect and the show will be great. Yeah, man. These yeah. are the games we play. Uh, if I've got a turn here, we've got a turn here, you know. Uh, <laughs> Cody Wills, 199. Appreciate you. Ordering my WrestlePurist tee now so I can wear it to payback. Oh, God bless. That's, uh, we need we need presents everywhere, you know. We've got the all-in-it twos. Oh, there's going to be thousands of people, Joe, in WrestlePurist, all-in-it twos. Well, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, planned it. if I see anyone with Russell Proust merch, I'm gonna go up to him and demand royalties right in there. This is what you do you walk around with a sharpie and you just you just go up to him and sign it. You guys bring 25 bucks to the, the Wembley. Monty's gonna have a box out there, and he'll when you buy it, he'll sign it for you on the spot. Just letting you guys know. I have separate fees to be clear, so yes, don't try to shoot you know me. What? You have to pay per signature. Be right back. Yeah. Joe, fill that out. But you didn't get the box. <laughs> he's left us. Yeah, he'll turn concrete. He's just left us, folks. Well, he's got to set up the stand, man. We will be proceeding <laughs> with our Dynamite review here in the in the coming moments. Um, yes. But for now, I'm tasked with filling dead air. So, Manny the Hooper, which piece of new WrestlePurist merchandise are you most excited to buy? That pink hoodie. <laughs> The, the pink hoodie is cool. Yeah. I'm getting, getting a lot of good feedback already about the pink hoodie. Good. You scared everybody with the colored. Everybody's so used to black and white t-shirts. You threw out yeah. a pink hoodie. Everybody just lost their mind. I haven't got any color here, though. I've only got some white ones. But I've got this one here. That's what I'm saying. Oh, my goodness. There it is. Real graps. Beautiful. graps. Um... What other one have I got? Oh, and I've got a logo one. Look at this. Look at these promotion people. Old type folks. <laughs> I like how you just how you gently handling the clothes, you know. That's what we yeah, care. It's, <laughs> it's at Wrestle Purist to get a link for these. Love it. Look at that. Waving the flag. Absolutely. Get yours now. At, um and over, over on our Twitter page. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what yeah. just happened to me. I was about to give a link and didn't know what the link was. Yeah. It's like WrestlePurist Shopify or something like that. WrestlePurist.myshopify.com, I think. No, something yeah. like that. I, I might get a fancy new domain, you know. And, uh, mm-hmm. But we'll see. We'll see. You know, I feel we'll see uh, how people warm to. Uh, we'll see how it goes, you know. We'll see yes. how it goes. You know, hopefully we can. Uh, the designs are very basic to start with, and hopefully we, you know, we might start working with some illustrators or something like that, and uh, get some real stuff going. You know, try to collab with some people, collab with Late Night Green. You know, we might, we might try some big collaborations. You know, <laughs> good luck. They don't, they don't network well. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> negotiating that one with shoot. Yeah, good luck. 
<laughs> the Oracle too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, man. But yeah, hit up our uh, hit up our merch store. Anyway, dynamite. Talk about that again. Um, <laughs> where do I want to go next? Um, anyone want to throw something out before I just kind of give us something else to talk about? I do want to say uh, Penta's mask was immaculate. He had the great Sasuke mask. And then mm-hmm. Ray Phoenix, I think, had the Hayabusa mask. Great masks, great luchadors, great wrestlers. Where were all your masks, man? Nothing on. Took them down. Why? It's a long story. Hey? Now they're just in my closet. And eventually, eventually, oh. I'm going to do something with them. I don't know what, but I will do something with them. I think you should hang them up again. Yeah. It was a good aesthetic, you know. No, that was a. Took the a lot old you, not it old me, who, but. It took me three hours to take him down. I don't know if I'm gonna, you know, spend three mm. hours putting him back on. I started collecting art though. Nice. Where is it? It's over here on the side wall. I just noticed that. It's, I just noticed. I just noticed. Like I thought it was straight the whole time. Now I'm looking at it sitting down. It's like curved like this. No. Like that. <laughs> yeah. I assume that's an exaggeration. On your part. No. I'm looking at it. It's not even straight. Oh, we have a good time. We do. Um, yeah, man. Speaking of the Lucha Bros, obviously, uh, there was all the commotion that went on after Wheelie Uta lost his match to Orange Cassidy for the international title. And, uh, you know, the Blackpool Combat Club were there. They were doing a beat down. The Lucha Bros make a save. Eddie makes a save. Eddie Kingston returning from Japan. He lets us know that he's ready for Stadium Stampede at Wembley Stadium next Sunday. Um, Definitely a choice, an interesting choice. It's always going to get a big pop in in mm-hmm. um, in the arena. Uh, very, it's always interesting to think about how they're going to approach these stadium stampedes right, and yes. matches of this, uh, you know, anarchy in the arena, anything like that, you know. Um, but yeah, Eddie Kingston, he's back from Japan. What a mm-hmm. great time that is, and uh, you know, he, he's going to be on Wembley, and we're going to get to pop four and Joe Hall. But, but what do you make of the stadium stampede choice? Um, I'm torn on it in the sense that I I think there's a chance it's incredible and it does certainly add a marquee value to the show. Like, I do think it's unfair that people are framing this as a road to when it's Stadium Stampede. That is a big match in AEW, like mm-hmm. genuinely. Um, one of their most iconic matches, in fact. And it main evented, even, even the second one main evented the 2021 show, right? So it's a big, big show. Uh, big match, I should say. But I do have some concerns about like, but there's no polite way of saying this. Production in AEW as of late has been a real issue. And I, you that's know, quite a polite a lot, way of saying it. <laughs> it's been a real issue. I mean, it's been it's been catastrophic, dare I say. I mean, it's been it's been it's been a, just been a problem. And uh, we're going to be watching this on the screens. It's inevitably because it's a fucking humongous building. So mm-hmm. I just hope, I hope they have stuff, you know, kind of prepared to set pieces what they need. You know, they need like individual things that the match can hinge on and you go from one beat to the next. Anarchy in the Arena was very unique, the first one, because it didn't have as many of those so much as it had all-out chaos and they just did their best to shoot it. I think in a bigger room with this, like this, I do think you need more set pieces and you need more, you know, um, signature moments in the match <laughs> to kind of build it around because otherwise things can be very hard to follow. But if we're being completely honest, this will probably be better at home just because... I, just, I think it's going to be very hard to follow for obvious reasons, yeah. right? So 
I'm, I'm in the middle. I don't, I don't mind it, but I, I think there's a chance if everything comes together. Unless we forget Anna Kinder in here, it could be great. Charlie, Stadium Stampede, Eddie Kingston mm-hmm. is back. How are we feeling? I'm so excited that Eddie's back. Like the pop that he got was incredible. It's like he hasn't like missed any time in AEW still. Like the people love him and he should have all the belts, I think. So yeah. Stadium Stampede caught me off guard because I wasn't expecting it. So they got one up on us for that, I guess. Like that was like a genuine surprise. Um, I am excited about it, purely for the fact that where I'm sat on the floor, there's 100% going to be something going on near me, so I'm going to have like a close-up view of something. So for that, I'm excited, but I'm just interested to see who the last three partners are. Where are and, you um, sat, Charlie? I'm sat in section P, I think. So oh. it's like, where the ring is, it's on like the right side. And I'm like, in gorilla like, position, personally. <laughs> Uh, like right at the end of the row like in the aisle so like when you go like at an angle from the ring they're gonna go straight past us so you get a headset too like i do or do you just because i'm obviously got you know yeah i don't know i I produce (laughs) i I, I don't know what everyone's on the crowd (laughs) direct Monty was really uncomfortable with the O2 because like the show started and I started plugging stuff in and getting set up. And he was like, What are you doing? I was like, I've got some matches to call, brother. Get <laughs> me locked in. I'm talking to John Cone, you know. <laughs> uh, Money. I will say, though, just quickly, they need to stop putting BCC in um, gimmick matches after this because this is a lot back to back to back with the same people. So they need to just. Let other factions do things. Yes. They all should focus as individuals. And hopefully, I mean, Mox is going to move into either an orange match or an Eddie match. I lean towards the latter. But hopefully, Claudio and you are going to some single stuff also afterwards. Because I think they'd benefit from that as a group at this point. Yeah. Mane, Stadium Stampede, are you a fan of them? The way production's going right now, I'm not really yeah, too thrilled. Because I'm going to be watching it from TV, and I'm afraid I'm going to miss a lot of things. <laughs> well, sorry. it's been I'm, crazy. I'm going to be there in time, so, you know. Mm-hmm. We're going to have uh... similar experience. We're going to be watching the screen a lot in the building, right? Yeah. Like, it's different if you're, Charlie's on the floor, it's different. You're going to have stuff around you. But if you're just in the stands, we're a lot watching the screen. I'm the TV feed up on my phone. <laughs> just keep yeah. up with it. <laughs> See how that goes. Um, Who do you guys think yeah. the three people are going to be? Because I think I know, I think I know the three. Come on. What's your guess? Oh, uh, I think it's going to be Garcia, Shooter, and Nigel. Oh. I can't tell if this is the perfect match to bring Nigel back or the most insane. It's probably a bit of both. Because in some ways you can hide a guy in this because there's 12 Mm -hmm. blokes and a lot of it's going to be walking around punching each other. But yeah. It also is insane that like Nigel's <laughs> he's gonna come back and be part of a twelve man fucking anarchy, you know stadium stampede thing. So and it makes and it kind of makes sense too because then he's he could throw more digs at at uh, Danielson and all that that he's been yeah. doing. So mm-hmm. and then we kind of cool, kind of be cool to see Nigel and Penta in the ring <laughs> to see what to see how that interaction. <laughs> Penta just approaching like every other fucking wrestler does it all of these same spots. <laughs> <laughs> Totally unmoved by it. Pence of chopping him, and then like I don't. <clears throat> then like Nigel trying to do something and he can't because 
pinches all protected up up the gills with the, all his vest and stuff. Protected up the gills. One way of putting it. Shiver and Gossip, my guess is. I don't know who the third's going to be. It could be Homicide. That wouldn't really surprise me. My God. I have no complaint about any of this if he gets booked at Wembley Stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They can put any films. If they put Homicide <laughs> for Wembley Stadium, they can put whatever they want on the other rest of the show. I don't care. Oh, yeah. man. Um. <laughs> Did okay. you guys see that people were pitching that? Because that's like one of the first names yeah. that I saw. I I mean, I don't think it's crazy. It's just I hadn't thought of the idea of like yeah. him at Wim, like the idea of his of the homicide Titantron flashing at mm-hmm. Wembley Stadium. Like here he comes, folks. You know? <laughs> here he comes. <laughs> Everyone's favorite Ring of Honor champ is here. YTV <laughs> news talking about homicide at Wembley Stadium. Fucking cutting to mocks of a full quarter. No, you would, on, you would be on the BCC side. Yeah, but I'm, I wasn't saying Moxley would be hitting the full court. I'm just painting a picture, mm. a mental image, you know. Mm. Like, imagine, like, the news broadcaster. You know, wrestling fans got a shocking surprise as homicide appeared. And it has a picture behind of, like, you know, fucking... I, <laughs> there's a picture yeah. of Eddie Kingston and John Moxley <laughs> bleeding all over each other, you know. And if Shooter is there, I can't wait for the footage of him just being, like, overwhelmed by another big crowd he's in, just, like, mm-hmm. shocked at what's yeah. going on. It's going to be a lot of that, I'd imagine. Um, yeah. It is very much going to be a once time ever for um, a lot of these people who are going to be on the show, you know. So, take it in. And I'm sure a lot of them are. But, yeah, man. Stadium Stampede. And uh, I do like I do like Manny's guesses. I do like Manny's guesses for the mystery mm-hmm. partners. Um, Garcia and Shooter obviously seem to be like the... Um, what a lot of people are guessing. And, you know, it's kind of... It does Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, any other, any left field suggestions of who it may be? Someone said Goldberg. He's <laughs> <laughs> blowing up right now. He's big on YouTube. This very platform. Maven's really catching some fire right now. Maybe they'll bring him in and make a town, you know? Tough enough. Why am popular? I don't know. I don't remember. Um, is Gallows available? <laughs> no. Well, Gene Snitsky. Oh, Chris Hero. We're getting hotter. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, Shingo's in town. Does it make sense? Yeah. No. Will I pop for it? Yes. I saw so many Ishii suggestions today, and I was like, I don't get it. <clears throat> Did yeah. everyone forget Forbidden Door? Like, it happened yeah. like six weeks yeah, ago. You so. <laughs> yeah, you saw. The product. Look, bro, that theme hits, different atmosphere in the building, you know? It's a different mm-hmm. game. Changes everything. Adam Copeland. No. Um, if, if Adam Copeland's going to be in any match at Wembley, he's going to be tagging with fucking Jack Perry to face Hook and RBD. Well, hold on now. <laughs> <laughs> if that That's actually awesome. happens, I would fucking cry. <laughs> It'd be funny as fuck. Um... Big Ben's 97199. No Daniel Garcia or Sammy on the card. Obviously, obviously, uh, well, guess him at Daniel Garcia. Um, <laughs> Sammy Guevara, I don't think he's going to make it. Um, he might, there'll, be, there'll be a battle royal, so you yeah. know, he'll, he'll be able to go and take in the atmosphere, etc. You know? um, yeah. But yeah, man. Um, 
you know when Sammy came out yesterday to help Osprey, no, to help Jericho, I like cringed. I was like, oh my god, a Sammy and Osprey match on Dynamite just sounds like the worst thing possible. Does it? <laughs> For the- I think that could be worse. I think we've seen worse in the last twenty years. That's not. I just see both guys are just gonna like go into like their. Uh... I shouldn't even talk about a match that might not even happen. Yeah, good idea. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> DB two dollars. The biggest WWE attendance ever got Triple H versus Roman. Well, it was a classic. Doesn't matter what the video that was when the the bill for that was that Triple H had got like a jujitsu coach and he kept doing arm bars and stuff like that. What (laughs) was fucking awful, man? That was it, goes on the radar. Hold on a minute, (laughs) everyone booed Roman, so it goes on the radar. That was his last like true hatchet job as a wrestler because he he loved getting cheered in that few Triple H did, like he relished it. What a piece of shit! Incredible. Big Ben's not a seven four, you know. If you were gonna do a stampede here, when why do when why do Anarchy in the Arena at the last pay per view? Oversaturation of certain stipulations, blood hardcore spots is killing the allure of them. Well, there is a lot of uh, no DQs and stipulation matches in AEW lately, so not even late, they're just always kind of bad spin at them. Um, yeah, mate, so and I, I agree, and I still do more of them, so. I also, and this is something I genuinely could have missed, so I apologize over there, but I didn't love the way that, like, the best friends in the Lucha Bros are just like, they're just on the same team now. It's like, I don't know if I missed. Yeah. I thought they, like, hated each other. Isn't that, like, the whole point of that bit, you know? <clears throat> I mean, I don't know. Maybe uh-huh. it will play out on the pay per view. <laughs> Gotta let it play out. Regal, 199, he's back. BBC at Wembley in front of 80K. Incredible. <laughs> Almost. Um, all right, where do we want to go next? We spoke about a couple things. Where can um, I find that video of him doing jujitsu? No, man. <laughs> you podcasting? <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, Kenny Omega sit down with JR. Let's get to that one. Uh, Kenny Omega sits down with um with John Ron- with uh, Jim Ross. And you know, when he's talking about like how Don Callis was like an uncle to him and how he's been betrayed by him, and he's very like, you know, he's very uh subdued, you know, and he's not he's not this big fired up, you know, wrestling promo or all or you know, it didn't you know a kind of kind of a start of a promo, I guess, and then Don Callis comes in and he interrupts the interview. Kenny Omega then stands up as he stands up, Jay White blindsides him and he gets he gets taken out by Jay White, Juice Robinson, uh even uh Don Callis himself gets involved. And uh yeah, just beat down ankle and seemingly setting up the match that they're gonna have at Wembley and uh this didn't do a lot for me, you know. It, uh, a lot of people involved in this probably could do a lot a bit more, you know, to build to a pay per view match. Um it was also shot like a fucking Fucking Eric Andre, fucking sitcom or something, you know? Like, <laughs> Jim Ross, uh, you know, Jim Ross, he, he didn't want no part of it. Man, he's still looking for these Triple H videos. I'm very, uh, looking. No, no, no. no. Manny, come back. <laughs> come back to the podcast and tell to us about Jim Ross being just, you know, he, he didn't want any part of the violence, did he? 
We're talking about the Omega thing? Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Right. Jim Ross sit down interview with Kenny Omega. I just thought it was funny. I, I feel like nobody wanted to be there. <laughs> <laughs> And the way, if, the way, I don't know why it was filmed like that. I felt like they had like better quality cameras there. I mean, it just felt weird. And then like, it felt really weird when they zoomed down. You see how like how small they are and Kenny are like compared to like how empty these places. It just, it just, I just got like a weird vibe and all that. I don't know. And I don't know. It, just, it felt like a whole bunch of weeks of build just within like two minutes. So. Weird segment. It was a weird segment, especially when you consider that like you know, all in is next week, and this is very much just them being like, "How do we get from point A to point B where we can do a six man?" You know, <laughs> and it's like, so you get the kind of you get this beat down angle, and then it goes back to the commentary desk, and it's caliber. You know, he doesn't as a <laughs> as Joe Hallbert has critiqued many times, as all of us have critiqued. Like, you know, it's caliber when people get beat up and attacked. And viciously, like, and these crazy, crazy things happen. He doesn't do the best job of selling it, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we go back to the commentary desk, and he's just like, "Oh yeah, vicious attack," and you know, when uh, we catch up, we caught up with Hangman Adam Page. We went to the hospital with Omega, and then he switches to another segment to where Hangman Adam Page is, uh, you know, he's he's just been with Kenny Omega to the hospital, he's outside, he's by the shutters and he's sipping on a beer, so he's drinking again, Charlie. A lot of alarm bells went off there with Twitter and uh, he cuts his promo where he says that he and Kota Ibushi will be teaming with Omega to take on the people who just attacked him, which were obviously Takeshita, Juice and Jay White. So um, that's how we got from point A to point B, two back-to-back yeah. segments. Uh, Charlie, you are mm-hmm. the the elite law specialist. Can you mm-hmm. sell me on this match, please, better than they have on television? <sighs> There's so much history with everyone in this match, and it really does annoy me they haven't done more to build it on TV because there's so much that you can go into. Just, like, even the fact that Hangman was, like, so casual about the fact that he was teaming with Kenny and Abushi, it was, like, the main issue between Kenny and Hangman for a while was the fact that Like, he couldn't replace Ibushi. Like, Kenny was treating him as a replacement, and Hangman just wasn't what he wanted him to be. So, But I'm very excited for this match. Um, Obviously, Kenny and Jay have a lot of history in New Japan, and everyone was bringing up that fucking... Do you remember in Impact when Kenny was champion and Jay White just came out? (laughs) He went to (laughs) Nothing ever happened. Yes, they were. It led to the segment. Yeah. It led to the segment, yeah, long-term storytelling. Make, makes you wonder what the finish is at Wembley, folks, you know? Yeah. yeah. But, oh, the, the, there is a lot to like about this match in terms of, like, the lore and that, but I think they've done a bit of a disservice with the way they're building it. Unless it's leading to a bigger program, then I guess I'll take my criticisms back. But I think we're seeing we're going to be seeing some heel turns with the Elite soon with the way they're portraying their characters on TV right now. I think they've realised that as much as Kenny can be a great babyface and the Bucks just do their shit, whatever, they've all kind of run their course with these current characters. So I think the heel turns are coming. It's going to be exciting, hopefully. Yeah, I I hope as well. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure the match will be great, though, uh, because, you know, the six people involved. You know, obviously, Kota Ibushi, he's still, you know, he's still shaking the rust off. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
But when you're in there with the other five talent, I'm sure this is kind of a this is kind of a great opportunity for him to be able to kind of have yeah. something a bit more steadier, you know, and um, you know, play the hits, so to speak, you know. Um, Holbert, how do you feel about how we got to point A to point B with this with this six man tag? I mean, yeah, this was completely hurried and slapdash, and and to Manny's point was like three weeks of development and drama and gravity and jeopardy all jammed together as one, right? Um, that's the spacing element of it. The content of it, as you were mentioning earlier, you know, Kenny's promo was, I thought there was some interesting content, but he didn't seem exactly in fraud to deliver it. And the attack was completely, not that it was well done to begin with, but it was completely undercut by the cuts to Jim Ross, which is funny as well. They were, you couldn't take it seriously after. I mean, it was ridiculous. One cut is, but they went back to him again, you know, and, and Jim walked off. So, um yeah that was they were issues i'm i think it's frustrating because i'm not at all like against this match i actually as a fan who's going kind of like this match more than the singles i'm not someone who's like super against that can not working the singles like i think this match is awesome on paper i just wish they took the time to like know you know just build this in advance and get this where it needs to be because it's a big time deal and it, it felt very slapped there which is a shame because it deserves better than that luckily as we've all mentioned a million times over, once it gets in the ring, it'll be fine. But that was frustrating. The other thing too is they need to, and I think he's going to be okay just because he's going to wrestle Kenny the following week. They've got to do a better job with Takeshita as a TV character yeah. and singling him out and making him a focus of things. He always feels like a supporting character in these situations. And, you know, that's something they really have to do a better job with. Now, again, once he wrestles Kenny Omega and they get 20 minutes on pay-per-view, that will help him a lot. But you need to still do some of that work also, right? Like, give him a bit of a run-up to this deal than just throwing him in the match. But uh, love the match. Can't wait to watch it. I just wish they did a better job setting the stage for it. Yeah. Yeah, there's a question point, especially because it's just, you know, like, he was, of course, being aligned with Don and, you know, turning on Kenny and all yeah. this. And he had, like, all this heat, bro. And he's, you know, people, great, were, yeah. people were comparing his heat to, like, Don Mysterio for a couple of weeks, you know? Like, this is the level of heat he was getting. Like, people were booing the shit out of him, whether it was because he was aligned with Don or not. He was still getting heat himself. He was cutting these, he was cutting promo, heel promos in Japanese. And, you know, we kind of wanted that to be, you know, the... I feel like the audience were ready for Takeshita to be like the hot heel of the summer, Absolutely, you know, yeah. and he has not been that, you know, he's, as to your point, he's kind of felt like he could be, you know, in the background a bit and he hasn't really had anywhere near the emphasis that he probably should have, you know, because um, like, yeah, he'll be fine because he'll have a classic match with Kenny Omega, you assume on a pay-per-view, but he's like, you know, build to it and make it mean something to because if he does, I think he probably will win the first one. Um, really, I think he has to. <laughs> I don't know man. the way that they've built him. I think he's like, they're going to need to do it. See, again. my guess was I. I thought he was going to go over it. I feel like I would probably have him beat Abushi at Wembley and then have Kenny win the singles. But the only reason I say that is because I think, like, to me, there's a lot of money to make with Kenny going after the belt at some point. You know? Yeah. I think you can bring Takeshi up a lot having a great singles match that he loses. But then again, I guess he did that a lot. You might be right on this, actually. I haven't really pondered this. I don't know. Thank you. Yeah, maybe. Maybe so. I have a question. What what, what makes Hangman drinking make him a heel? It doesn't, like, necessarily sure that's make Charlie him said. a heel. Not, no, no, like, I saw people talking about it. I was like, 
Is it it's because, can have a like, something? What is the significance of it, Charlie? Except for obviously he's a recovering alcoholic or whatever he is. Because yeah. of like the last time that Hangman was drinking so much on TV, it was when the elite was starting to split. And that was like his thing. It was just like the the more the further we got into like the elite splitting or like him leaving the elite, um, like the more he was drinking on TV. So do people think that like him doing it again now on TV means that either he's gonna leave the elite or the heel turns come in? Like, so something's gonna happen with it. They're kind of like signaling a oh shit, you should expect something like in two months. I don't know. Elite law people. There's going to be Uh, something in the match where Kenny's going to have to make a choice of either hitting the last call with Hangman or his finisher with Ibushi. He's going to have to make a choice. It's going to be great. I can't wait. Like As much as I wish the build was better, I'm so fucking excited for this. And also, it is worth noting, Juice Robinson being in this match is a story within the story here. And he's earned it because his recent performance has been great. But if I'd have told you six months ago, you know, like, He's in this match and he belongs. So mm-hmm. credit to him. Joe, it's funny that when the graphic came up, I just put my wrist and said, "Fucking Juice Robinson, bro. He's, yeah. he's in this I match." I got this post yesterday. It came the, from the Collision to our Free yeah. Falls match, and I was putting it up, and I thought, "There's no way I could have guessed that'd be a Juice Robinson match graphic on my wall." <laughs> <laughs> I did not see it coming. Hell of a settle, you know. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, man. Tremendous. Um... Yuzura Hart, heel book, $10, appreciate it. Heel books always make sense, but heel hangman and especially Kenny feels like a throw, even with MJF flipping. Everyone is mad Kenny Omega isn't in a single in a singles at all in because everyone loves that goal right now. Yeah, man, definitely. There is definitely... Also, it's like it's one of the special attractions that like AEW has, you know? It's like a Kenny Omega best bout machine singles mm-hmm. match, you know? Um... And that's kind of been the run that a lot of people were like really hoping and praying for when he was out for so long. You know, it's like when he comes back, he's ready to, you know, he's he's gonna come back, he does the trios thing. And then, you know, then uh, when they drop the trios belt, it's like a lot of people were rubbing their hands together, like, here we go, you know. And there's mm-hmm. been a couple singles matches and they've all been great, because <laughs> obviously, but it hasn't quite been the singles run that you know, the that Omega fans are Yearning for has it, John? I would keep him babyface, Kenny. Personally, I yeah. he, heel bucks. I think is not a necessity, but I do think it's the right move at this yeah, point. Same. Um, Hangman, I'm like, I think it would be interesting <clears throat> and could freshen him up. But I also feel like he doesn't actually need freshen up so much as he needs to just have singles feuds <laughs> because he hasn't had one now since like March, and the last one he had was great. So I'm kind of torn on the other two. Kenny, I actually think should be a babyface, but uh, yeah. I don't think it should turn. It's just, it's an interesting dynamic of, do you have, like, the Bucks turn and, like, Hangman do whatever the fuck is going on with Hangman and keep Kenny face, but keep them as a group, just not doing things as a group as much? It's interesting. I mean, I think, I will always be intrigued by it. If they never want to do it again, I get it, because it's, like, the perfect match. But I always think there's money in the rematch with Kenny and Hangman versus the Bucks, because that's, like, probably the best match they've ever done. Um... And again, I would get not wanting to go back, but like I think that would be a big attraction personally. So mm-hmm. you could do something with friction between the group. I don't know if that's what the audience wants necessarily. And that's kind of the yeah. that's the challenge, right? Is like keeping them as a unit, but giving them all individual directions is not dissimilar to what we talked about at Blackpool Combat Club. So 
it's gonna be interesting where they go in the next couple months. I kind of have a hot take on the Bucks and Kenny. I th- mm-hmm. I think Kenny talking about when he was when you know when he was injured, right? He kept talking about how he's gonna retire and all that, or he, he might not wrestle again. I think that kind of like him always talking about it kind of messed up how people see him now because it's like well, we only have him for a short time. Like, mm-hmm. We don't want to see him as a heel. We want to see him as a face. And I think the Bucks too always talking about retiring. I think kind of just like people were like, why are we why do we want to see him as heels? Like we want to see him as baby faces and all that and getting cheered. I, to me, I think that kind of just ruined how people want to see him or viewed. So it's kind of hard of how you play with their characters. I think there's truth to the Kenny part. I think people would cheer the Bucks. Would boo the Bucks, sorry. I think they'd boo the people Bucks. People love booing the Bucks. Yeah, and they, they, they they're best that way, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Because they get to ramp up their personality and have fun and, and like, be actively obnoxious and ramp people up. They're the best that way. So, yeah. Interesting. Um, I guess we'll see how it plays out. There's always many directions these elite feuds can go in as well. Always, always. And there's always going to be certain threads and layers and hints and Charlie's going to keep us all updated with it. Uh, Yes. Corey Stallings, 499. 100% needs to win at All Out. Kenny, Kenny Omega will get booed in Chicago. He probably will. Um, hey, I didn't think about that part, yeah. People love Kenny, though. He's kind of like... I'd yeah, imagine out of, out of Hangman, Books, and Kenny, Kenny would get booed the least in Chicago. Yeah. And there will be some... I'd imagine some people will be flying him through. I mean, I know I am, but I'm obviously a dipshit. But I mean, other normal people. So it's different to like a TV in Chicago, you know? Like yeah. there'll be mm-hmm. Absolutely. And some across the country. I would assume I could be wrong. Not yourself, Joe? Well, yeah, you can get an 8 by 10 um, <laughs> you know, I'll I, plug I'm, these I'm appearances, bro. You know, you're going to be signing yeah. all unit shirts, even though it'll yep. be after the show. I'm not going to Starcast. I'm going to a jazz festival instead, because of course I am. But I'll be in <laughs> Dynamite, a Collision. And of course, the the all out pay per view extravaganza. So, if you want to uh, get a photo, please bring a hefty amount of money. All right, Joe, continue to uh, plug yes. your special appearances, and I will so, be because I'm going to um, I'm going to try to put this. Mm-hmm. I'm to put this to link in the quick. chat, Joe. With, with Kenny, I don't actually like if it's just Kenny by himself in a match in Chicago. I don't think he'd get booed. Yeah, I really, sure. really don't. Like, especially on a pay-per-view, like you like bring him up to his music and that. No association with like the elite, like on that show. I don't think he'll get booed. I, I hadn't thought about this Takesh to finish before. And mm. like I totally get the idea of putting Takesh driver, but there's a big part of me that's just like, and it's time for Kenny to just be the top guy and kick ass and beat everyone, you know? Yeah. I really feel that well on some level. Like <laughs> I've been waiting for that for I know he got cheated, but the last Pape ended with like, or the last, you know, not forbidden door pape. You ended with him getting pinned by Willie Uter, and it's like, I don't know. I feel like if he goes twenty five minutes with Takesh, Takesh will still get a lot out of that, even if he loses personally. Yeah. But I'm easy. They're both great wrestlers. Who cares? Like, it would be easy to like have Kenny win and then go down the route of did Don Callis like cash in on Takesh too soon? Like, did he make the wrong choice right. here? Like, it's easy to play it out either way. You can build on Takesh to chase in that win too. Even mm-hmm. as a heel, you can do that. You know, I mean, God Omega knows that. <laughs> We've seen that story before, right? So, yeah, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Plethora, one ninety nine. BCC partners are Sabu, Sandman, and Nick. All this. <laughs> Ready for it? We certain it's not Gene Snitsky, like genuinely. <laughs> 
Bob Holly? I'm not even dignifying that with an answer. <laughs> Will Chisholm, $10. He's, He's coming out of retirement. <laughs> the spacing on this show was crazy, but this is what happens when you bring in the guy who was going to replace Kevin Dunn. I blame him. Well, I mean, he was good for a while. Weren't we all? <laughs> I hope they put that on my grave. <laughs> it was good for a while. It was good for a while. <laughs> it's all right, man. It's, you know, not too much. You know? It's, hard, it's hard to single one person out when we're getting what we're getting, you know? <laughs> uh, Mushin Iqbal Raja, £4.99. Appreciate you. Where does... Where does where does get his match graphic posters or pictures from? Where does who? I think you sound like Joe. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, they put <clears throat> on the AEW show. Every Monday there's a different matchup. They sell like, I think there's 50 of that one, and they do like a special limited edition one too. Yeah. So, God bless. Yeah. Some really cool ones. Bruh, 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 $5. How do you turn Cole at all in without him cheating to win the belt? Having Max beat him clean then turning to build to another match seems odd. Yeah, um, I don't think this, I don't think the turn happens at Wembley. I just don't see it. No, no. I've kind of, like, I thought, I was kind of like thinking, I, I still think you could get do something epic by doing it and creating a really yeah, like sure. timeless moment. Um, but as we get closer, it kind of feels like that's not when they're going to do it, you know? Um, yeah. So it seems like the one. It seems like they're going to drag out, not drag out, because people are enjoying it. But it seems like they're going to stretch out this, yeah. you know, MJF Cole stuff till maybe it's like till like the end of the year. To be honest, you could I could see like them having. With, I don't. I doubt it'll be the first match. No, I doubt it'll be just the second match. But I reckon they'll blow it off at full gear, probably yeah. like at the end of the year. So. Right for him, it's red hot, right? So I, I get it. Yeah. I mean. It's look. It's not your traditional big show main event in the sense that there's the conflict is will they won't they right? That's basically the idea. And it's like, I uh, I think the show's going to end with a tease of a turn, and then they're going to hug, and that will be the kind of triumphant close. I really believe that. And honestly, yeah, I mean they'll get over great in the building. To be honest, so we'll see. What well, <clears throat> Adam Cole did tease a heel turn. He did the thing where he did. He always did the super kick. You know, some more yeah. elite lore callbacks. Elite Lord. Elite Lord. Zayd9499. AEW needs to take note from WWE about promoting the biggest wrestling shows ever. Shockingly lackluster and not trying to be divisive. A fan of wrestling. Oh, yeah. It's like, um, I, not WWE, obviously, when it's SummerSlam, WrestleMania, like, they're fucking, they promote WrestleMania like a year in advance, you know? <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> But obviously, they've got a lot of experience with doing these huge stadium shows, and especially with like the WrestleMania part of it, of it being like the show, which a lot of fans rightfully feel like this should be with all in. Um, you know, like, WWE they do the they do this build every year, you know, so it's 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 different. So this is AEW's, you know, first stadium show, you know, um, unless you can't Arthur Ashe is that a stadium. It's not yeah. really, it's an arena, you know, it's not like a, it's like a in the middle, you know, it's not like a, it's not it's like a stadium, a, but it's a very, the attendance is that of an arena. Very, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. like a 20k, isn't it? So I'm going to give Tony um, the benefit of the doubt. He didn't know that he was running Wembley till like three weeks ago, so. <laughs> he, someone wrote it as arena on the schedule. He was like, mm. he was baffled, you know, like, why is everyone so mad about this? You know, <laughs> like, he just baffled by it, yeah. 
Mm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it has been somewhat lacklustre, to say the least. Um, but it'll probably do, like, for all the criticism, it'll probably do the very AEW thing of having a show that completely blows away oh, the, yeah. <laughs> the build to. Yeah, so yeah. Um, they have so been known be to do yeah. that. So hopefully they'll do this times 10 better than they've ever done ever, you know, um, yeah. next weekend. So next weekend, man, almost feel scary saying it whole, but you know, uh, I'm terrified. Yeah. I mean, I just don't, you know, I've said some, some scary things. So I don't want to get attacked in the building. <laughs> I can only imagine the traffic. That sounds brutal. 90 K people. Imagine getting out of that place. I need to get to train. It's going to have to be a train. So I, I ain't driving around to London, mate. Fuck that. No. Uh, trust the process 34499 these fake fans and complainers don't understand that TK didn't have enough time for a proper build gravity and QTV time rightfully deserve priority trust the process is <laughs> in his bag tonight he said I'm getting <laughs> shit off tonight Listen, there's a lot of shit loaded, there's, been a, there's been a lot of just like shite you know um, ah. I don't know man um, it really felt like you know you had the last pay-per-view and then, you know, with Forbidden Door, it's mm-hmm. like you get that out of the way and it's like, oh, I don't want to get Blood and Guts out of the way. Mm-hmm. And it's like, to do that and it's like, oh, now what? <laughs> it's just... And then we got to the beginning of August and it was just like, well, we're three weeks away and we know nothing. <laughs> to be yeah, fair, that's... that did produce yeah. the best Thursday podcast that this, this particular yes. sport has done in which, in which Monty went so far that Charlie then began to treat it as like therapy and when we... <laughs> we... <laughs> We treated like an hour breakdown of this. It was incredible. Yeah. So. I think we went three hours that day, right? It was incredible. It was unbelievable. It was one of the funniest episodes. Yeah. Like going back and listening to it, I was just like, wow, I really was annoyed. There's one point where you just start like yelling, where are the graphics? <laughs> I got them, so it worked. You, got, you won. I mean, it was you got ten. You got like fucking ten last night. But, you know. Yeah. I want you all um, to know, man, that the, the therapy session didn't have three hours. It kept going for a few more hours after. It was, it was, oh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> when we get off there is when my therapy starts. <laughs> oh, bless, you know. We just, you know, we wanted, we wanted something more special, you know? Yeah. Um, anyway. Bruh, 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 five dollars. FTR versus Edge and Christian in Chicago gonna feed families. Um, yeah, man. Definitely definitely one of the matches hey, I'd build before if he makes a jump. Hoop, bro. That was awesome. That match would honestly be great, yeah. Yeah, cool. Uh, Dumbass two dollars. I need Nick Jackson and Juice to interact. Yeah, man. Do a singles, fuck it. Give no, Nick Jackson some singles. In Nick Jackson Charlie, singles you've never anymore. suggested Nick Jackson singles. Why don't you suggest some of those? No. Though? Know, yeah, hopefully idea. someone listens. You know, Big Ben's yeah. ninety seven four ninety nine. Feels like we get MJ. Oh, man. My bad. Big Ben's ninety seven four ninety nine. Feels like we get MJF clean win. Both guys hug. Plus feel good, and then Punk's music hits, and we get a stare down to set up all out. Cold turns safe for all out. Does that mean that Punk's going over, brother? (laughs) 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 Punk Punk walks into creative that day, strokes his beard, and goes, Well, I think a turn would be a pretty good idea here, fellas. (laughs) What do you reckon? You know? Incredible. uh, I don't think think we're going to get that Punk MJF match for. um... Really? Wow. Not all out, I don't think. Interesting. We're getting it at WrestleMania. What do you think the match is going to be all out? 
We're talking about how like, lackluster and shit the film is. You want me to predict the next pay per view? Fuck. <laughs> Fucking hell, mate. Yeah, I've got no clue who MGF's going to face it all out. I haven't even thought about it. Don't affect Maybe me. It's me. Right. Maybe I've got time to shoot an angle. <laughs> I tell you what, folks. If he does a sit-down interview with Jim Ross, you keep your eye out for old Bing Bong. I might, I might see an opening. Oh, what a show! What a show! Um, God, I love how organised AEW is. This is great. What happened to the company that had their their four champions lined up in a row? You know, like now they don't even know what they're going to do next week or two weeks from now. Um, bruh, 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 that is floor ceiling for Osprey Jericho vibes after entrance is going to be at four stars for me already. All time theme song, that joke. <laughs> People do love the theme songs. Um, let me tell you something here, man. Jericho's baby mama ass is going to go out there with Osprey and have a fucking four and a quarter, four and a half star match. And people over here bitching about it right now, but when it happens, yeah. they're going to be praising it on the timeline. That match is going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. It will be great, especially in a stadium. Um, yeah. I honestly think the atmosphere is going to be so good that it's going to be really hard to go and have a match that doesn't go over. When you yeah. got Osprey in there as a worker and Jericho as a star, this thing's going to be great. I I totally get why people don't think it's the most interesting use of Osprey. I, I get it. But I have no doubt about this match. I think it's going to be tremendous. Yeah. Osprey is going to be working like he's possessed, bro. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. <laughs> <He's, laughs> um... It's almost scary to think of the level that he's going to try and hit in front of 80,000 people in Wembley. He's going to chop the shit out of Jericho, too. Oh, Jericho's man. down for that. I mean, he's nuts in that regard. Like mm. The one thing I would say is I think I will prefer the match personally if they work it as like a rough kind of shootout. Because Osprey can do that. Now. He, he throws bombs, right? Yes. Yeah. I would prefer that than Chris. Like, I will do the Will Osprey match. <laughs> we will have a... Because <laughs> he kind of did that with AJ, and that was the issue with those matches. Like, Chris wanted to be like a WCW Cruiserweight again, and it was not the best version of that. So I think he's, you know, learned from, from those kind of experiences. And I think this is going to be great, personally. If Jericho works like a similar way he did in the Bandido match, but just like right. on a higher level because it's on a pay per view, I think mm-hmm. it would be fantastic. I think it would be great, man. I'm excited. Yeah. I, I want Jericho really to agree. block. I want Jericho to block the hidden blade once just to see how it'll look. We need the hidden blade. We need the hidden blade versus Judas foot pose. No, like that's, that's what I'm talking about. He does like the match starts off with. Uh, Osprey doing the hidden blade, he blocks it and tries yeah. to turn it into a Judas effect. Use the momentum to, to do it. If we get that poster, that is probably the best Holbert prediction of all time. If we're being real, because I don't think it was on the air, but there was a. When was this? This is months ago, right? This came up, and I was like, "He can work Osprey." I got really excited yeah. about it, the idea of it. Yeah, it was like a month ago. Jericho is looking at these these match graphics. Like, look at these fucking losers doing their multi mans. I'm out there with <laughs> Billy Osprey, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Give me. <laughs> Put me in, coach. You know, incredible. He is Logan one nine nine. I should be facing win instead of Jericho money. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Logan the German Shepherd. Lanier Harley two dollars. Appreciate your books. Don't feel big anymore. They need a reset. Well, they're about to beat FTR in Wembley yeah. at Wembley in front of eight thousand people for the this, AW this, tag this total. So, yeah, they've just gone um, back into the tag division. So you're getting what you want. 
Man, the, if the Bucks want to go up to another level, man, they they know who to talk to. Is <laughs> <laughs> No, Mr. Philip Brooks. Oh come on! <laughs> I wish you'd have just said it was you. <laughs> they bring Manny in as their manager. I don't know. What's the I'd put it over on the podcast. Imagine Manny with one of those like track suits that Cartler wears, you know? It's like, it's funny, like this. Um, Amir, $2. What match would you like to open a show? Um, well, obviously, it'll be following MJF versus Cole. So, what do you think would be best following Jeff that Ross, and opening right? the pay per view? Hmm. Start off with the women's four way. Hmm. I think, there, I think there is a good chance of the um, Jericho Osprey match opening. Yeah, because you want you want one of those themes that really sets the tone too, right? Mm-hmm. Before when the rumour was the uh, six-man with Eddie and, those, and Orange and the guys, yeah. I thought they were going to start with Orange music or Wild Thing. Yeah. Now that that stadium stampede, that'll go later. So, yeah, yeah, I think I think you're on the money. I think Jericho will get the opening slot there and rock and roll. It'll be, it'll be tremendous. I'm excited. Could you imagine if they open with the tag match? They open with Bucks and FTR. That'd my dad would go home afterwards. Might just be on my phone the rest of the show after that. Just... What about Punk versus John? I might go home now. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that needs you know that that needs a certain amount of atmosphere. So yeah. it's certainly not a bad idea. Are we sure that, that I'm not sure that Grado versus Double J match is going to end up on this show because. It's gonna happen every MJF say MJF versus Adam, Adam MJF and Adam Cole versus Aussie Open is gonna be the only match on the buying or zero hour. Is it? I don't know. I'm sure he said something along those lines. Wow, really? Someone please strange. correct me. Adam Cole was like really putting over the fact that everyone needs to be in their seats by like five PM. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine TK's giving up putting like he'll want more matches on that. No. Like at least one more match on the other side. Yeah. Maybe old TK. This is this is this new TK. I don't know. I don't know what he has. To do with TK. <laughs> he loves shoehorning things on, like in on the buy-in. He's gonna have Renee and RJ City going through the crowd asking questions like a, that's like a stand-up bit or something. You know, it's <laughs> gonna happen. Just disgusted. Um. Barber <laughs> business. Um. Aye, man. AEW Dynamite. Is there anything else we want to touch on? Um, bear with me while I pull up the results. Oh, uh, uh, Osprey, hitting, Osprey hitting Jericho in the head with that chair. Yeah, the Jericho Don Callis segment, of course, in the ring. Don Callis, you know, the booming the shit out of him. Um, and yeah, he calls out Jericho to make his decision on whether he's going to accept Don Callis' invitation to join the Don Callis family. Jericho comes out, does a little bit of build to anticipate his decision, but he actually accepts the invite, which catches Don Callis by surprise. Don Callis wants to get out of there because there is a mystery painting with a cover over it. And, um, you know, Don Callis, obviously, he was expecting a different answer, so he's trying he's trying to get out of there. He don't want Jericho to see the painting, but Jericho insists on wanting to see this covered-up painting. And when the painting is revealed, it is a picture of Don Callis holding Chris Jericho's severed head. Um, very graphic. 
Jericho was very taken back by this. <laughs> Don Cody should say it was a rib. It wasn't a rib. Jericho was uh, too sharp. He was too sharp last night, Joe, Chris Jericho was. <laughs> and, um, yeah, don't, things escalate. Don Cody smacks Jericho in the face. Jericho gets Don Cody in the corner, and then he's attacked by uh, Takeshita at first, I believe. They go back and forth. They go back and forth before Walt Ospreay. Then, uh, you know, he come, he's the, what would you call it? You know, he... Um, he tilts. The he, yeah, he assassinates. You know, yeah. he tilts things in the favor of Don Callis and Co. And uh, you know, Will Ospreay is on dynamite, setting up his match with Chris Jericho. Uh, Chris Jericho gets a bit of color, <laughs> just a little bit. He gets hit with the painting, and uh, yeah, man, that was uh, that was that. I thought Don Callis and Chris Jericho. I thought considering the content of what they were doing, they uh, you know, it's two guys who know how to cut live promos. You know. Um, what particularly popped me when Chris Jericho told Don Callis nobody gave a shit about him three years ago. Pretty, you know, Joe, what did you think of this one? Jericho has become a fascinating character, and I don't know if they're fully so. On last week's show, he was called to a meeting in which he could barely get a word out before all of them told him to go fuck himself, and he was left standing on his own. And then this week. He was going to join Callis' family only to just mere minutes later go on this rant about what a useless piece of shit Don Callis is and why he's, he's worthless and meaningless. And You could only watch it and think to yourself, but Chris, you were about to join the man's sign. <laughs> he was about to join his group. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's fascinating. Like the, the psychology of it is like jarring. But they're headed to an Osprey match in London, so I guess, you know, it doesn't really matter, right? Because, you know, Osprey's going to get cheered there anyway, so whatever. Um, it's, you nailed it, man. Like, the delivery's good, and they have good fire in their promo, but it's like the direction is puzzling to me. I just, I just thought it was strange, the idea that Don, the whole thing was like a setup on Don's part. It's like, <laughs> sure. I don't I, I just didn't really know what to make of this, even though I thought the, the delivery and the performance was good. Osprey had great fire on the on the attack and the promos had good delivery, but it's just the content I found to be a bit puzzling personally. Manny, did you pop to see Osprey last night? Yeah, I thought his fit was crazy. I don't know about it, it just looked crazy. Him I don't know, but Okay. Yeah, that's the only thing I get from it. And then I wanna say uh I don't I can't I was perplexed I didn't know if Don Callis and Takesha were part of the United Empire or they were part of like the family, I don't get it because the United Empire is canon in AEW because mm-hmm. Aussie Open is literally represents them all the time on TV. Mm-hmm. So, They're also part of the Trios tournament. Yeah, so I, I don't get what's happening, but Takesha and Osprey as a one-two punch in AEW is a, in an insane faction on paper. Yeah. They're up there with the, the elite in BCC. So that rules. Charlie, Jericho versus Osprey, the match you've been wanting for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. This is this is one that I've been pitching for years and years, ever since it got stolen from us. Like, you know, I'm well excited. No, I actually will enjoy the match. I just think building Jericho vs. Osprey for a show, you literally could have just had Jericho come out to the ring and say that he wants to face Osprey on all in and no one would have questioned it. Did we need to halt Takeshita's heat and like his build for the past six weeks to build this? I it's not the route I would have gone, personally. But Osprey was on Dynamite. It, it was cool for what it was. I, I don't really care for the segment. 
the art popped me just because it was just so out of the blue. <laughs> But, I believe it yeah. was a, uh, a Mel Coleman special. Yes, she does. She does all of them. She's great. Yeah. But, um, um, yeah. I don't know. Interest. Interesting choices all around for this build. That the, the, they could have just done Jericho being like Wembley Stadium, like the best the Brits have to offer, like Osprey. It would have been like cool. He would have got a pop anyway. It's like. Well, to be fair, the delivery the best they can offer. But, you know, good point. Um, the delivery <laughs> on. Um, over a business decision, you're going to have me assassinated. <laughs> fucking amazing. Chris was giving his everything he had. I mean, God bless him. He's swinging for the fences. That and he's backstage interview as well. Yeah. And he, and it's been like, oh, it's kind of been over 30 minutes, you know, and not the pretending to touch him up. Well, he's got this clearly dried up blood on his face. What was that line he had too where he was like, I know you've got mental problems. I was like, Jesus, what is this? <laughs> He, he did this thing. I swear he did this too. I was like, what? "I was like, I'm gonna get in your head." I was like, "Whoa, yeah. okay, interesting." Please don't Unhinged bring that. Jericho promo. I don't want the pain maker in Wembley. Oh god, please. I might please want the pain maker. I'm sorry. I think I want it. I think I do. I'm no, sorry. because I don't want the shitty version of Judas. But the pain maker <laughs> is so funny. He <laughs> could do the face paint if we have the normal Judas song. Okay. All right. Fine. But I want. I want the whole thing in Chicago. I want the full pain maker experience, please. Yeah, I need, I, yeah. I need that one for the bucket list. You know, also, I'm seeing normal Chris Jericho, so that's whatever. But uh, the pain maker, Sammy Guevara entity. came out. He did. No, oh, I know. I know he came out. <laughs> he was probably the one that was somewhat on the fence. He was. He was the yeah. last. He was the last person to leave him, and he was like, "If you sort your shit out, I'll, you know, I'll be waiting for you, sort of thing." Who's, and, who's uh, going to be there third? Like Jericho, Guevara, and who versus uh, Osprey and Aussie Open? Who's going to be you there? You've got to go back to the Bob Holly conversation, right? You got, yeah, I mean, you've got to go that. Yeah. <laughs> That's my first. Al <laughs> Lance Storm. Call <sighs> me Dreamer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bully Ray we're, might. We're throwing around the big names, you know. No, I'm, I'm, I think Bully Ray, he might show up. I'm quite frankly, this FTW, I'm very scared about Bully Ray. Mm. He's mm. looming over this to me. I'm very concerned. Yeah, Scott Demore has beef with Don Callis. There you go. Now we're talking once mm. again, Manny. You're heating us up. You're heating us up. Mm. We're trending in the right direction here, folks. Um, Jack Perry said he's going to retire the FTW Championship. How do you think? Do you think he's successful in doing this? And, uh, do you think uh... <laughs> if no one interrupts that segment next week, it's going to be the funniest bit of all time? Just like he yeah, just the it. yeah, Taz just like winds the whole time. This is someone do something, you know. <laughs> it's got to be where Hook returns, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I assume so. Uh, Darby Allen, Nick Wayne defeat the Gates of Agony. Gates of Agony are a hoot, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Darby Allen, Nick Wayne tag team. It's good to see. Just good to see that on AEW Dynamite, to be honest. Um, yes. Yeah, this this was short and sweet. I had um, yeah, I had a good time with this. Yeah, and this might have been my highlight of the show for like the five minutes it was on. Did you see they missed that thing when uh, he went and pounced them into the turnbuckles? They missed that spot. Oh, it was, bro! Some of the pounces and just totally owner being totally owner. Oh, awesome. Yeah. They're honestly an awesome t- like. They're rough around the edges and they, they fuck some stuff up, but like they're really fun TV. They feel like they know yeah. what they're doing sometimes. That rules. More of that, please. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. I mean, 
you know, Toa more specifically, because Khan is much more polished, but Toa Leona sometimes feels like he's wrestling different matches within the match. You know, he sort of <laughs> he fires up and over. I love he's it. He's wrestling himself. I thought this was, apparently so. I thought this was a lot of fun. I, I like this a lot. You know, after the match, we had uh, we had some um, something very reminiscent of Joker Stink. You know, we didn't get the full lot like, face paint and everything. You know, but like, we got but something very reminiscent of Joker Sting as he had kidnapped Prince Nana, <laughs> and uh, you know, he he said he said uh, all in was in nine days, but it's not it's in eleven days, and uh. He said it's showtime, and it was uh this was it was a pop, you know. It was yeah. Sting, Sting being slightly unhinged, you know. Like I said, very reminiscent of Joker. Um, Joe, it's been a this has been one of the builds that they've actually put quite a bit of time into. Like, mm-hmm. I think quite surprisingly, um, like the amount of time, particularly. I'm not, I'm not. I wouldn't say that as a complaint either, you know. Like Swerve is someone that they of course have a lot of stock in. Darby is like. It's Darby's Darby, you know, and no, you don't need to justify that. Sting is Sting, goes without saying. AR Fox, it is great to see him, you know, kind of be there next to Swerve. You know, of course, he I doubt he's going to be like one of the main focuses on the match, but it is very it's a cool story to see him on this mm-hmm. on this show. But the main points are, it's like, you know, they've got a lot of stuff in Swerve, and of course, Darby and Sting are Darby and Sting, but this has had, you know. Quite, quite the build, you know. They've been quite consistently yeah. showcased on TV, etc., etc. And um, this has been one of the things that they've actually put, you know, a proper building for 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 this match. Even though, again, it's not a singles match, but this, you know, they're doing the big coffin match, and you know, this is probably one of the best matches that they could probably make out of this feud. You know, for sure, big coffin yeah. match at Wembley with Sting and Derby versus Swerve and AR Fox. So, um. What do you think of the choice of them putting this much focus on this match feud in the build to all in at Wembley? Though? I like it because Sting is still a big, big deal, right? Yeah. And he's especially beloved here because um, WCW and then TNA even more so had like a lot of TV coverage here. Joker Sting is his favorite thing that he did in TNA. He loves the Joker Sting character. And he specifically says that whenever he comes to the UK for signings and such, he claims that the British fans adore Joker Sting. So I knew I saw this coming from like because he he said this you know, publicly before. Yeah. And I must say, it's not like in at times in TNA they went too far with it, but you can tell he absolutely loves playing this character. Like he's yeah. so fired up. It's not that he phones it in usually because he doesn't, he's sting. But I thought he like he's in a blast here. So I like this segment. And honestly, to answer your original question. I like the, the you know the the choice of giving this a lot of time because as you put it, Swerve and Darby are big players, right? They're important. Darby's yeah. been important the whole time, and Swerve's getting rolling now. So, I think this has been one of the best things in in the build up to the show, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the match. Should be a really good time. Yeah, and it was like I said earlier on as well. It's like it's good to see Nick Wayne just kind of like out there because you know it's like he was a big part of the kind of reason the yeah. feuding, and obviously there was a big beat down at Buddy Wayne Academy, and it's just like. You know where where is he? <laughs> and he, you didn't show up for a minute. And um, but you know we got we got some of him last night. Uh, Charlie, what did you what are you what have you made so far of this coffin coffin match build? I think like outside of the MJF Adam Cole stuff, it's been like the most consistently built stuff. Mm-hmm. And like I'm just really happy for the guys involved because like Swerve and Darby, like they deserve this focus, and 
it's really cool seeing AR Fox in this spot and I have so much nostalgia for Joker Sting. I know that like a lot of people weren't into it. I fucking loved it. I think it's great. Um, so the fact that they're bringing it back for Wembley in like some shape or form, I'm gonna pop huge for it. I'm gonna pop huge for Sting either way. But mm. them doing Joker oh. Sting in the UK, it yeah. just makes so much sense. So I'm I told like... I, I told the towel, and Charlie mm. said I am an example of exactly that. So there you go. Yes, exactly. God bless. Like this is something they've done for the British fans. Like you've just got to accept it if you don't like it. I was at a uh, I was at a TV taping. This is probably mm. ten years ago now, and Sting came out. And his big bit for the Brits was rather than coming out of a baseball bat, he came out of a cricket bat. That's which is, so good. Which, like, just the, the visual of Sting, like, pointing a, like a slasm mm-hmm. drill with a female. Like, oh, God, I, hope I hope he does that. I hope he does that. He honestly might. Bat. Yeah, he might. He'd be so fucking good. Mm-hmm. So, stay, stay tuned, folks. Stay tuned. Manny, you a fan of Joker Sting? Muted. There you go. Uh, I've never seen Joker sing before, but uh, last night was a hoot, man. He, he freaking ruled it, and I would like to see more of it. Well, there you have it, folks. You're going to get more of it, it seems. Um, at the very famous, world-famous Wembley Stadium for AEW. All in. He gave, he gave me shades of uh, Heath Ledger Joker. See, I think it's more Nicholson. Yeah. Yeah, oh, definitely. Really? <laughs> definitely. I think much more actually. Yeah. <laughs> definitely not even. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I got. I think Nicholson was the goal, but you know, look, man, you can interpret art however you want, man. You know, yeah. that's how you took it, brother. That's what it was. Uh, brother, brother, two dollars. Um, Wrestle Purists work hard. We do. But TNA Media works harder. Yeah, they were very quick on the... Um, um, they made that yeah. video like three weeks ago. Someone's got to be feeding them info. <laughs> like, this is coming up. Get ready. Yeah, they scheduled and everything, you know. They were, yeah. ready to, they were ready to drop the best of Joker Sting highlight <laughs> video as soon as that segment aired. So. Try uh, I, 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 I had like, the... Go on, I say I, I had the same feeling. Somebody has to be feeding them something because it feels like yeah. after the segment's over, they already have it. It's, like, it's, they were it's on crazy. the board with like the Jeff Jarrett, Jeff Hardy stuff as well. Like it's crazy. <laughs> Whenever I see those tweets, in order to make them even funnier to myself, I imagine it's Scott Demore <laughs> that gets the tweet <laughs> off. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I imagine Scott Demore being like. Like almost like he's Batman, like having all these different screens in front of him of the wrestling shows. And anytime there's a TNA reference mm. of any kind, he has to sort of latch onto it. These are the ways I entertain myself, you know what? <laughs> Scott yeah, you're, you're is Batman. I can't lie, bro. I can't lie. Um all right, Britt Baker defeated the bunny. Britt Baker defeated the bunny and took the last space in the women's four way for the AW women's title at Wembley. This was what you'd expect. <laughs> House of Black attacked the acclaimed. Um, yeah, man. I, mean, I really got nothing much to say about either of those things. To be perfectly honest with you, um, do you think Billy Gunn's probably going to be making some form of appearance at All In or All Out? Is uh, yeah, I assume they're going to win the belt. Yeah, I think. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I don't care. I don't care about that at all. Like, I mean, I feel like there hasn't been like any. Doesn't do much for me either, to be honest. No. I don't know. I think they've told that deal pretty well. I don't like. I have, the... but it's just like the idea of the acclaimed and Billy Gunn being the trio's champion of 
I don't, you know, when the trio is about to introduce and people are like, oh, this this team and this team facing each other, I don't yeah. recall anyone being like the acclaimed and Billy Gunn leading the division. Yeah. And so like, I know the House of Black, um, their reign has been, you know, underwhelming. And pretty much most of the tri- trio's belts, uh, reigns will sort of been somewhat underwhelming, to be honest. But, you know, they are definitely a team that if you plug them in the right match, it's like. You know, at the end of that, it's Brody King, Buddy Matthews, and Malachi Black. You know, so um, yeah. and you claim the good workers, but it's just not like I don't know. I think this is going to really go over in the stadium. Oh, I hope so. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, of course, of course, it's the acclaimed. You know, you know, that could be a it. moment, quote unquote. You know, big Billy Eight thousand people bargaining with Brody King. It's going to be something. Billy, yeah, everybody just saying Billy, Billy, and he comes out. Looking around like, oh, maybe I should go help them and all that. I don't care. Um, what else, then? What else have we got? Uh, Young Bucks defeat the Guns. Nice little match. Nothing blow away. Uh, the finish was a little bit so-so, to say the least, you know, to put it politely. But, you know, I don't think this was a disgrace. But I don't really think this was a dynamite main event with the Young Bucks, you know. Right. Like, this wasn't. This wasn't that. Charlie, I'll let you kind of uh, give your takeaways from it because uh, the finish the finish was quite interesting, wasn't it? Although it wasn't executed and pulled uh, off in the most perfect was, manner, but like what they went for was, was something interesting to pick apart for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, this is why I'm like of the feeling that the heel turn for the Bucks at least has come in because like they lean into these sort of things sometimes anyways, but they haven't like outright cheated in a match during this run until now. So I think the heel turns definitely come in. The match itself though, it was alright. It was it was just a dynamite match, wasn't it? Like they tried to plug them into a PWG match. It worked at some parts. It didn't work as well in other parts, but it's what happens. It's, the guns are the guns, you've got to take them at face value, so Yeah, that's kind of um you know, like it's we was talking about it earlier. It's kind of like FTR tried when FTR wrestled them for the titles, and that mm-hmm. they tried they would try and pl- they tried to plug them in something a bit too ambitious, you know. You think it's like, a, it's like <laughs> an epic, they tried to do like the epic with the with the closing stretch and everything, and yeah. it's just like it didn't quite work out. It's a bit ambitious, bit ambitious, to say the least, from FTR to try and plug them into that. Um, as you just mentioned, Charlie, this was kind of the books trying to plug them into, like you know, the the PWG books standard match, you know, where they kind of play the hits and you work around it. Um, and there's still there was still some awkward moments, man. Uh, oh, but they really struggle with the timing, don't they? The guns. They do. I will say, in this particular case, it felt like their time got chopped, right? Like it felt like they got really rushed here. Um, which doesn't change your point because it has been a continued, you know, issue. Um, I mean, they got a ways to go. I mean, I, I think they've sh- they have great instincts in terms of why they want to present themselves, and yeah. they have a good idea of being heel characters and promos. <laughs> but in ring, they have a clear ceiling right now. They need to be limited to stuff that's very much, you know, safe and steady, which is fine. But I would then, in- with that in mind, not have them as the world's tag team champions as they were previously, or main eventing Dynamite. So. No shame in it. How many Colton's been wrestling for what, like three years? You know, I mean, it's, it is what it is, but I thought it was fine. Um, finish was unfortunate because that was actually, as you said, an interesting idea that on execution was hard to even, it's hard to yeah. even focus on, on what they were going for, right? It just didn't look good. Yeah, Manny, 
What did you think of the uh, the main event, mate? Just another typical Bucks match. I mean, I don't know. It just it was good. They are very much. I know we've touched on it a couple of times, before, but the Bucks, as of late, and maybe it may be different after this. You know, after we assume they get this kind of reset and they win the bouts, and they may even turn heel again, etc. Um, but as of late, it does kind of seem like. Don't want to use the word coasting, but they definitely go out there and they kind of they uh they play it safe in terms of the books match as safe as that can be. Yeah. You know, they go out there, they play the hits, and they do the spots that everyone knows and loves. And you know, and it's just kind of it's a books match, you know. Um, yeah. Whereas like you know, all of the books ma- ba- matches, they'll you know they'll kind of push the boundaries a little bit and they'll get really creative, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Whereas lately, they're just kind of doing what they know works, you know. So they do the books mm-hmm. match, they do the Nick Jackson heart tag, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, then they go home with something a little bit creative. But um, yeah, man, do you think uh, they're saving it for FTR at Wembley? Aren't they? Oh yeah, yeah that, I mean they'll, they'll be very much there for that. Right? I honestly think a lot of it is just as a television act, they are just so much better as heels. Yeah. When you're the touring. You know, act that closes an independent show that's just one of one and operates in a vacuum. You can be baby faces because people love seeing the hits. When you're a TV act, I just think they're way better as heels. So I think that's part of it. Um, there is definitely, I think, a case of like their, uh, I hate using the phrase moves, especially with guys who have as many cool things as they do. But it does feel like those hits have, you know, been restricted a little bit too. I feel like they do a few less of them now to me anyway. But it is what oh, it is. I mean, I, yeah, it certainly feels that way. Yeah, I'm not nearly as expert as you are, but I look ultimately. I know the match. I didn't mean that as an insult. <laughs> <laughs> no, <it's laughs> I, I sincerely meant like I don't know. Wow. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> sorry. Came across so like dismissive. Like you fucking expert. I did not mean. I just promised him that. But um, nonetheless, I think it makes a lot of sense for them to cheat to win at Wembley mm-hmm. or them to lose at Wembley and immediately after when like could you imagine you know FTR they feel they've crowned themselves as the greatest tag and they put their hands on the Bucks just beat the shit out of them immediately like fuck all that you know yeah like I think that's them at their best and I think they could do a lot of great stuff for that so you know I think the Bucks have been on that mountain hot mountain top so long that they need to have a shitty match man I mean that (laughs) their hit rate is so high I need them to come down a little because I mean I don't know just Hey, I'm tired of seeing good matches once more. I just want to see a bad match, you know. Robert, last just, week they had a match else. that you decided you, you claimed was awful. I did. <laughs> last week. In yes. Oh, shit. They wrestled them. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Too know, plain man. easy, folks. It's definitely. I will always enjoy a Bucks match because they yeah. are my favorite tag team of all time. But, like, the last couple, they've just not been the bucks of like 2021 sort of thing like and like even last year like the tag matches they were having last year were like great fun so i think it's just like they've done so much with like multi-bands at the moment that it's weird seeing them be back in the tag division so i think the ftr match is going to be where it like starts to pick back up again but yeah it was it, it was just a good like it was just a good bucks performance in an all right match it wasn't like what yeah. you come to expect from it. Yeah. So you know, look, I'm the big FTR fan, but lest we forget, it was only what like two, three months ago when it kind of was like, mm-hmm. "Whoa, are they are they good?" You know, what I mean, it happens. Yeah, you heat up, you cool down. When you're on TV as much as these acts are, like you go through those runs. 
Um, none of us doubt what's going to happen at Wembley. There's just no way that match is going to be anything less than great. So hopefully they come out with something interesting to do. Yeah. Uh, Big Ben's 499. Jericho Cuddy saw his week of useless wasted TV time just to fill until G1 finished. Jericho could have shown up at New Japan or just call out Will, as Charlie said. Absolutely. Um, Kamala, 1999, appreciate you. So no TNT or international toll on the line at Wembley. Also, how does it get to even a point where TK fumbles the booking of two of his biggest talents, Kenny Omega and Adam Page, for the biggest event? How were they not a priority? You tell me, Kamala. That was very good, the way you did that with the initials there, Monty, because I was like, I was baffled. No, I was like, Adam Pierce. What does Adam <laughs> Pierce have to do with this? <laughs> yeah, no, it should. I, I know we talked about this previously. I was for the idea of the main characters one show be supporting characters on the other, so I can't bury the concept. It does feel like one of your first things that you sat down and settled was who is Kenny gonna have the best match ever with at Wembley Stadium? It does, yeah. Yeah, Kamala adds four ninety nine. Appreciate you again. AWS Kenny Omega on their roster and books him just like another guy in twenty twenty three. It's just perplexing. Go oh. yeah. on, man. I mean, it's true. I mean, I don't know. I, just, I mean, he does that with everybody. Like nobody in the <laughs> when money starts moving from side to side. You know, <laughs> you know many saw me doing this and went the other way just to just to balance it out. I think the main yeah. issue with having someone like Kenny Omega on your roster is the second you start like properly heating him up, people want the belt on him, and yeah. they're doing the same thing with MJF right now. So like, you you kind of have to sacrifice who can be oh, red that's hot. That's a good problem to have. It is a good problem to have. But yeah. fans don't view it happy like problem, that. happy wrestling problems. You know, like if you've got Kenny Omega killing it in singles matches and people demanding for him to have the title, if you've got MJF and Adam Cole. You know, they're, they're doing their... <laughs> Joe's lost the plot. <laughs> <laughs> he always hides. He never, like, enjoys... You know, he never... He never Brother, loses it on screen. Manny you know? the Hooper just nearly knocked himself out cold, I swear to God. I don't know what happened, but Manny fell. <laughs> and then nobody caught that. They did. Carry on. I didn't want to ruin your point, but you didn't carry on. It's, it's, you know, it's the uh, you know, it's what you do. It's it's more distracting, you know. <laughs> yeah, not bad, folks. But yeah, it's, it's happy happy problems in a wrestling company, you know. And you've got like, super over baby faces or even heels. Like, you've got four viable candidates to be your top guy. Like, that's a good problem to have, you know. It's yeah. uh, like when WWE is like, as hot as it has been in recent months, it's kind of like one of the things that they had with like, Raw. It's like, who should be the main people on Raw? Should it be Sammy and KO? Should it be Cody? Should it be Seth Rollins, who's ridiculously hot at the moment? Um, et cetera, et cetera. And obviously over on SmackDown, it's you know it's a one-horse race with the blood and stuff. But, um, you know, it's a, it would be a good problem to have if Hangman Adam Page was on having, you know, look on carried on the momentum he had coming out of the Mox feud. If Kenny Omega was out there having singles bangers every couple of weeks, if fucking Jay White was, you know, being Jay White's had a like, especially since the collision run he's been his run is definitely uh there's a lot less to complain about, you know. Um but we all know that he's his peak, his ceiling is like a top top of the promotion heel, you know. Um obviously you've got CM Punk um, you know, like these are all people that 
Brian Danielson when he comes back. Moxley obviously he's held mm-hmm. the belt seventeen times already. Um, you know what I mean? You know, you, we've got people yeah. you can cook with, man. Claudio, fuck it, Manny would yeah. pop. You know, um, look at him, slight smart for the first time in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God bless. Um, Big Ben's ninety-seven, four ninety-nine. Do you do you think more blame should be on Kenny and the Elite for their questionable booking or Tony? Wonder if Tony is holding them back or themselves. I don't know. I think it's always best to just blame all of them. I don't believe in singling singling out one booker or one producer like uh, that one super chat earlier. It's just like no man, fucking point fingers at all of them. It's a team effort, mm. you know. The team effort, you know, they all, they all, they all put, they all put their piece to the puzzle, you know. And it's at the minute, we're just all hoping that AEW does the very AEW thing of um, underselling and over delivering when it gets to the night of the pay per view, you know. So, um, and it's very likely that they do do that because, as the case with a lot of these AEW shows and pay per views, it's like their talent is that good; it can carry them through these sort of things, you know. You get Kenny Omega in a wrestling ring; it's like. What's your floor gonna be? You got FTR and Young Bucks, you know, like um you could just announce that and just <laughs> you know, you show up on the night and it's it's perfect, you know, but mm-hmm. yeah, definitely a lot of holes to poke and uh, we could be here all night talking about all in and you know, the critiques of it because a lot yeah. of them are very valid, you know. But yeah, man. What I um what an interesting show of AW Dynamite. Um yeah, didn't think it was. It was good. Did not think it was a good episode, especially this close to all in. You know, um, a lot of a lot of the problems is definitely is what Manny was alluding to earlier. We've kind of um, been cramming so much into like short amounts of time, mm-hmm. and uh, the show being like very dizzying at times. And then mm-hmm. when you throw, then then in in the midst of all that, you throw in a fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre death match, which is then followed by Britt Baker versus the Bunny, and it's like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's uh, the way that they flow through this from segment to segment, as I mentioned earlier, the way they went from the Omega JR thing and the beat down just to the commentary desk to Hangman Page, <laughs> like, at the... Um, Brother, it put me so much. My, my dad legitimately threw his hands up at the... <laughs> When they went back to normal wrestling match, I, I can't do this. I said, I, I need some like, I need some time. I was like, what are you talking about? He was like, he was like they just had leather face. And I was like, well, fair. I asked him if he wanted to do the podcast in my place, but he was, uh, he was not thrilled. Not thrilled by the we'll get that appearance one day. Yeah. You know, when, when we get our, uh, you have to be when we get our, fo- yeah. <laughs> when we get our finances up, we'll get a pre-tape, you know? Yeah. Bro's starting to talk about pacing now, like a real fucking loser. I want to <laughs> Go on, man. I wanted to do a huge rant on all in earlier, and now I mean I don't want to do it no more. It's deflated and sad. When we entered the streamyard, go on, go on. I'm fucked right now because this chair is fucking uncomfortable and it's hurting my ass, bro. I want to. I've been looking at seat cushions this whole time to to put one on here. <laughs> when we got in the streamyard, Manny's. We're all talking about it. Manny's just like. He's all down, slumped. Mm-hmm. I go, Manny, are you okay? He goes, yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> Which he, he may as well just said, no, Joe, I'm not okay. <laughs> he's, he's battled free. He's a warrior. He's the hooper. He's a warrior. So. All right, let's um, 
Wheelchairs and five dollars. You said fuck that women's match as well. We had a good two week run the long. Hey man. No, fuck mm. that's bad, I mean. That match in particular, you know? <laughs> it's like it's pre Baker versus the bunny bro, you know? Everyone in the fucking everyone on the planet knew exactly what was gonna happen. They were gonna have a mediocre match what Brit with Brit Baker, which was always going to win, you know. Um, there's only so much yeah. we can say about Bert Baker running like in quicksand, and you know. And then... <laughs> yeah, so this is why yeah. we <laughs> it was tactical, you know. <laughs> like, Baker, I've said it many times. She's at her best when she's having opportunities to wrestle again and again, mostly in tag matches, and she can pick mm-hmm. up a decent flow. And then you might get a decent singles match out out the back of that, you know. But um, yeah. <laughs> it's it's tough, man. It's tough, Will. It's tough, Will. Uh, Glit forty four ninety nine. That's that's the issue. And go to rebootal to any constructive booking. Cri- that's the issue. And go to rebootal any to any constructive booking criticism. The match is going to be good, obviously, because their roster is so strong. Yeah, man. It's like I've said it. It's Tony's no. It's Tony's cheat code. Yeah. Like, I've, I don't think I've ever been kind of like shy of saying. I just I don't really think AEW do like weekly wrestling television very well they do wrestling well because they have a lot of really good wrestlers so a lot of the matches that they book guess what they happen to be very good so it's um it very it definitely puts like a pretty high floor on the promotion as a whole which is a good thing of course but in terms of just doing like i said doing like weekly week to week tv building and structuring and you know um Make, having real focus on characters and storylines, etc., to build into a certain point, or a pay per view or a big show, etc. That's just not his forte, or it's not Tony's forte at all. And yeah, we do. It's like I said, it's like a cheat code, and he gets bailed out. Might be a bit of a harsh way of putting it, but, no, but he does mean, have a get great into, roster. You know, you get into bad habits, right? Because if when the shows always turn out great, regardless of how you get there, you do get you naturally. That's I mean, you've seen it happen. I don't think he was ever like brilliant at it, but I definitely think he's got worse at that because yeah. <laughs> he knows ultimately once he gets in the ring, the best wrestlers in the world are going to do what they do, you know? So it's absolutely fair. Um, Damn, I forgot what I was going to say. Right? <laughs> fair. Bro, 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 $2. Will the Brits clap if Soraya wins at Wembley? Appreciate the $2. Um, I mean, we are sickos, you know? Uh, there's a I'm good chance like, that we pop for it. You know? <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I'm very loud at wrestling shows, bro. I'll be on my feet. Famously. Oh, there you go. I've started many chants at Money in the Bank. Oh, um, God. I was. You started, the, you started the famous uh, Cody, Cody Rose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was threatening, they were threatening to throw me out. Money had to calm me down. It was crazy. Yeah. I, I will admit, I'm a little bit ashamed when I jumped the rail to get Dom. That was a little much. I <laughs> Or when you tried to jump the rail to get a picture with Nick Khan. That was, that was, uh, that was shameless, you know, yeah. I remember what I was going to say. Did you guys see the ROH taping matches from last night? No. It was Christopher Daniels wrestling some. It was actually Virginia. It was uh, Ryan Nemeth wrestling somebody. It was Colt Cabana wrestling somebody. I was just like, You didn't see who Ryan Nemeth was wrestling? No. It was Claudio. Oh, Oh, you can't always have a good match. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Claudio. Yeah, yeah I think I think you're right, Charlie. But it's just a work, man. He just thought, he's like, oh, well, you know. 
And then yeah, I was yeah. laughing because like they tape ROH after collision and it's just like those three names specifically. <laughs> like I came out earlier, like they are not it was kind of funny. Yeah, it was isn't, funny. Um isn't next week's collision getting taped with dynamite or have I made that up? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what is Rampage going to take? Oh, okay. <laughs> they should just do like a countdown or something. Just fine. It'll be okay. Don't worry just, about it, man. Yeah, nobody watches that shit anyway, so it's fine. Hey, calm down, man. You have to lash yeah. out, okay? <laughs> Let people enjoy things, bro. Fucking hate it. <laughs> what do we call our Rampagers? Oh, I mean, he just said this what it's called, right? Bro, just answer <laughs> his own <laughs> question. Good bit, man. <laughs> Cooked him. <laughs> Hooper's here all week, folks. Uh, <laughs> oh, what do you call Rampages? <laughs> oh, I fucking love you, Benny. <laughs> oh, man. Dynamite. Interesting show. Um, but speaking of all in, Edge, Edge has said in an interview with ET Canada, I believe it was, that... Um, he was asked about, of course, his, the potential of him retiring, you know, because there's been quite a lot of talk about over like, the past year or so. Um, he did say last year that he would ideally like to retire in Toronto or something along those lines. And guess what? WWE SmackDown is in Toronto this Friday and he is wrestling Sheamus, a good friend of his. And uh, it's been billed as like the 25-year celebration of Edge's career. Uh, we talked about it on Monday, John. We'd, we would be pretty stunned if this was Edge's actual last match because it definitely hasn't been built as that. Um, you know, it has been built as a landmark of the 24-year anniversary, but it, there's been no lot of emphasis put on like this might be it for Edge. But um, he, you know, he revealed in this interview that this is actually the last match on his WWE contract, and he truly doesn't know if he's going to retire yet. Or if that's the plan. Oh, I'm still pretty adamant that he's not going to retire. I think he actually yeah. does just um, <laughs> signs a new deal with WWE and kind of carries on, you know. Um, but if his deal if his deal runs out and this is the last match on it, then it is actually possible he might be all in because it's not a release, so he won't have any thirty days, ninety days, sixty day no compete clause or. Anything. Of course, there's been a lot of uh, talk about it, mm-hmm. Joe. With this revelation of this actually being the last match on Edge's contract, do you think there is any chance that he actually does leave the company slash retires slash does anything else erratic? You know, he's not. I don't think he's retiring, but I, <laughs> I will say I think there's a chance he he moves to AEW simply because of how weird this situation is. Because it's like, as you said, the company is not promoting it that way, but he's doing media. <laughs> Pushing that way, which is a really unusual situation, is to me. Money, you you follow the news more closely than I, but this is weird to me the way this is all coming about and the way it's being talked about, and it almost makes me wonder if like they themselves don't know what he's going to do, so they don't want to kind of give him any kind of more promotion than necessary. Does that make sense? Like they don't want to make a big show of it because they feel like he might be he might be moving across to other promotion also. Oh. Um, I about a year ago, everyone even vaguely in the know, believed that Edge was going to AEW. That was like the biggest thing that you heard in every single place. I have I not, I've heard a lot that. less of... Hmm? I never uh, bought into it, even like last year or whenever it was. It's just the idea of it just never... I get it. Even though Christian's like, over there and, you know, it's just should, like... To paint the picture, remember, this is when the Judgment Day thing was going down, you know? And like that mm-hmm. was... I've heard nothing about 
you know, Edge moving over since since kind of the regime change, honestly. Other than, it's just come out in the chat, Dax making his, um, I was going to say subtle, but no. Uh, Dax saying he thinks Edge might come to AEW, basically, is what he said. So, I don't know. It's just, it's a really weird situation. You know, DB in the chat mentions Ambrose leaving. I think that's a, some, sometimes these deals are where they don't quite know what the talent's up to. Um, it's different to that, don't get me wrong, but they're saying up with this. It's it's puzzling to me. I'm, I'm intrigued. I'll put it that way. But uh, hopefully the the match goes well, and I'm sure we'll get a great response regardless of where he's going next. So interesting. Uh, Charlie, you think there's a real chance for seeing him all in or at AEW or anywhere that's not WWE in the next before the end of the year? I think there's always a chance of it because like. TK's going to throw money at someone like Edge. Like, even if it's literally just your contract's up right now, come do a one-off appearance, then you can fuck off back to WWE. Like, even that wouldn't surprise me, really. If he literally came in, just made the all-in appearance, and then signed a new WWE contract. Like, that would be very fucking funny. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. It's the real wrestler I, play, you know? It, it is the real wrestler play. Get on the biggest show, like, ever, yeah. and then fuck off back to your cushy deal. Like, <laughs> That's real grabs, but um, I don't know. The idea of Edge in AEW outside of like two matches, I don't really care to be honest. So yeah. whether he comes or goes, hope he gets paid. If he doesn't retire, so I got as a singles, there's really yeah. nothing I want to see Edge no. do at all. To be honest, and that's you know that is what it is. He had a great career. The mm-hmm. the Edge and Christian thing does interest me. Um, mm. To Charlie's point. How many of those matches interest me? I, I I don't know, but like he really wants to wrestle Kenny. I think, don't he? Yeah, I mean, be a hasn't he said that like, like when he was retired, he was watching Kenny and he was like thinking of the spots he could do. That was um, that was, was Christian. That yeah, yeah. Christian. Yeah, it was Christian. Yeah, yeah but I'm sure. I mean, yeah, I completely could see him wanting to make yeah, Edge done it as well. <laughs> no, I, I know Edge said he wanted to wrestle him too. So and he wanted to wrestle the Bucks. Yeah. Everyone wants to wrestle Kenny. That's like. <laughs> every interview quote ends up going that direction. Um, I mean, look, I have to be fair. While I don't want to necessarily see the singles run, he is a big star, so I'm sure people yeah, would like to see it. Um, it's just fast. The idea of him outside of WWE is so like baffling to me. Like what he's called. Yeah. That's what I've music. never bought into it. I think. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's totally like Adam up. Copeland. I don't know, man. <laughs> you met a linguist in Wembley, though. I would go crazy. <laughs> that would be quite the moment. I guess they could just get the music. I don't really think about that. I assume that would be like a... Yeah, just play the music. No edge. No, I mean, no, I... No, no. I meant I didn't think about... Oh, like, I know what you meant. Living. Yeah, yeah. That would be fucking awesome. <laughs> to be fair, that kind of happened at the O2. Because after Cena's segment, they played one of those Peacock, like, five-minute, this is who that wrestler is, and it starts yeah. with Edge's theme. And these kids behind us were like, Whoa, it's Edge. <laughs> <laughs> fucking owned. <laughs> that's like when Johnny Elite came up when uh, Johnny oh. John Morrison made his Dynamite debut and everyone thought it was uh, Johnny Cockham all time great moment right there oh, Big Ben's 97 499 TK after MJF versus Cole main event we have another four hours of some great ROH and Rampage coming up I hope you guys will stick around <laughs> TK doing the nine hour taping <laughs> <laughs> Making the most of Wembley, yeah. Yeah. Cool, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, Edge, Manny, 
you got you got any fantasy matches, fantasy booking for uh, no. AW? I'm sicko, bro. I want to see Edge and Christian versus the Lucha Bros. I want to see uh, Edge versus Roderick Strong, Samoa Joe. Jesus. Um, <laughs> you're such a beast. <laughs> Maybe Edge versus Nigel if he's around. Fuck, man. You know, fucking just let's fucking see, man. I just want to hear him just throw up his rock signs <laughs> like that. The fireworks going up, and you know, I just I just want to see fucking Spears, bro. What I love about the Hooper is there is nothing I know about his fandom that would tell me he's a big Edge guy, but of course he is because he's Manny. And whenever you think he's going one way. But the idea of Manny wishing edge matches and being like, this is fucking real grab. You know, when, like, when I was a kid, man, the spear was one of my finishing moves in the backyard. <laughs> what was your other finishing moves? The the frog splash and the code breaker. Oh, my. Well, how you I broke real a, work, right? I like, broke a kid's a nose. That's why he's got no knees. I broke Wait. a kid's nose with the code breaker. Was it, a, was it one of those catch ones, one of those fancy ones that Jericho does, or just straight up? No, we were, we were finding, and I just jumped up, got him, and just broke his nose. Yeah, sounds like he wasn't cooperating, man. <laughs> sounds like he's powerful. But yeah, Ooh. man. Um... It sounds like Manny used the code breaker in a real fight. I did. Mike. <laughs> well, I mean, I, the code breaker was like when I wrestled, yeah, but then. I used it in a real fight. Then that guy's older brother came and fucked me up. You know what I'm going to try and do? Did he hit you with any moves? <laughs> yeah, a punch. He knocked me out. <laughs> I, I was in fifth grade. Move, his, brother, yeah. his, brother, his brother was an 11th grader. And the next thing I remember were my, my two younger brothers just dragging me down the alley like that. He's somewhere else. He's going my ass. Down the alley. <laughs> oh, I'm not sharing my screen. I am. I know. My, my mom. I remember my mom saying, "Why are you so dusty?" And like, because I was all like, I was just like, look at these beautiful March people. Um. Oh, what am I doing here? There it is. Can I make it shorter? Uh, Drag this over here. And I'll come over here. Look at that, beautiful. Look at that. Look at that. Presenting at its very finest Joe Hall, but look at this march here, people. (laughs) (laughs) Are they European sizing or American sizing? Depends on where you are, mate, you know? We've got we've got we've got all kinds of range here, mate. So as you can see, we've got the UK versions, and we have Beautiful. the US versions. You know, um, that also plays into the shipping as well. You know, mm-hmm. we've got fucking AirPod cases. <laughs> we've got a hat. You know, we've got multiple colours in the hat. We've got multiple colours in the hoodie. We've got an iPhone case. You know, Joe, we're professional, man. You know, I've like, heard that about told, us. Yeah, we don't believe us. You know, <laughs> rewatch the last two hours. We don't believe us, folks. We are professionals. <laughs> Absolutely. Real graps, you know. Well, Christian, I don't know about that, man. I brought a UK shirt one time. <laughs> Fucking small shit. I said, how am I going to wear this? Many following the professionalism claims by just singing one person out in the chat and going, "Oh, Christian, what are you? <laughs> like he's at the pub." <laughs> God bless. 
Foda. Ah, foda. Let's uh, let's wrap up, man. Let's wrap up. Let's um. Obviously, as I just shamelessly plugged, we've got merch going. I've pinned it in the uh, in the live chat. If you haven't gone and checked it out, I've just forced you to check it out. You know, <laughs> we've got all different colours, as I mentioned. Uh, UK and EU and US shipping all available. You just got to make sure you're buying the right piece of merch. Um, yeah, man, Charlie, you have just mm-hmm. dropped uh, your latest feature on uh-huh. basically AEW's attempt. Um, let's face it, AEW's hopes for restoring the tag division, you know, and of course, FTR versus Young Books Free is a uh, very good starting point for that. And they've already got the pieces in play, as you mentioned so eloquently in your feature. Uh, always been a big fan of tag team wrestling, so. Whenever you get the chance to write about it, it's always worth checking out. Um, and it's got over pretty well on the Twitter app so far, it's as your pieces it. always do. You're quite the... Uh, people like you writing, Charlie, you know? Yeah. Me, uh, we've done we've done pretty well finding uh, finding Charlie's articles on our website. We've, uh, we drew a, drew a lucky number there. Hold up. Your weekly, your weekly review, as always, your weekly match review that is out. Um, I mean, you've been streaming on the Late Night Grin Twitch recently. Uh, you got mm-hmm. anything you want to plug? Yes, uh, Manny may be with us. We're hoping <laughs> Manny will make it. Um, tomorrow night, 8 Eastern, we're going to do a, a SummerSlam 2013 watch-along. It's, t- it's 10 years exactly, host to the, the famous uh, Cena-Brian match, Brock-Punk match. So I'll be there for that. Gonna- I want to see. I want to see that match again. Yes, it's going to be awesome. So we're going to get together for that. And then uh, the rest of the stuff's next week. I'll get to that on one of the other eight shows I do. So (laughs) for now, that's my plug. Uh, Yeah, is that all the plugs? Obviously, go get merch. All in it. Limited edition T-shirt. Limited edition hoodies. Uh, The rest of the stuff is not limited. um, Yeah, that's what we're pushing at the minute. We're going to be pushing this merch. It's especially strong, just so everyone knows that we got it. We're going to be singing about it for a while. And then... uh, Hopefully people like it, and hopefully we can get the. Um, hopefully our, our our print suppliers don't mess us around or anything like that, and we don't have a one of these terrible wrestling merch fucking <laughs> situations that you see on yeah. Twitter all the time, you know. Like AEW. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think that's what we're referencing, which makes it even funnier. <laughs> no, you know, it's probably it's probably like three more on the list before that. Uh, a couple of super chats before we get out of here, though. Mariah Mills, 199. Appreciate you. Where are the tears with my Zaddy Ibu's face? Hold on. They will never be released. Um, Willy, 199. Appreciate you. Which British celebrity is TK wheeling out all in? Mm. Wayne Rooney. And, and... <laughs> <laughs> Alan, Alan Cole. Oh, my God. And then Dick doing the fucking pre-show with RJ City would be so fucking funny. <laughs> So, I swear there are so few British celebrities they could put out there that wouldn't make me mad. Yes. So few. No, Jack Whitehall we'll we'll would get a pop out of me. I like Jack Whitehall. He's friends of with Tony. Of course you do. Mm. <laughs> Him and Tony are friends, you know. Yeah. Of course yeah, they are. None of this surprises me. Charlie being a big fan. TK is his pal. Dua Leaper has been suggested in the chat. Wait, whoa, whoa. Dua Leaper is from the UK? Something tells me, she, yes. Something tells me she's not going to be there. Uh, what? Where's Eddie Golden at? Imagine Tony Khan's. 
introduction for Dua Lipa. Like, you know when he, did, when he had Giannis there in, in Milwaukee? Imagine him. Oh, uh, Conor McGregor, you know, you have uh, the Gypsy He's, King. To be fair, he shows up everywhere now. I, don't, like, I can't remember the last yeah. time I watched a sporting event in which Conor didn't show up at some point. It's really... Shameless to bring out some film players. Oh. oh, it would not shock me if they made a cameo somewhere. Isn't yeah. Daft Punk like British or something? No one said AJ Joe. This is what I'm telling you, bro. He's, he's, he's very he's, uh, his star so, value. His star, his, his star's dying, Joe. That's why he didn't come up. But he's he's very against the wrestling cameo gimmick. No, I just, remember that was Eddie's thing when Fury it. did it. He was like, you know, he's the real. <laughs> Yeah, turned out well for everyone involved. Anyway, <laughs> on that note, let's get Comment. out of here. Um, please like, subscribe. We appreciate all the super chats. Please turn on our post notifications. Please check out our merch. Please follow us on Twitch and uh, check out the website. Check out our features, especially Charlie's on AEW's tag team um, division. <laughs> Alright, yep. thanks for watching. Peace. <laughs> Peace.